Ladies and gentlemen, I eat pieces of scroll like you for breakfast, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. You eat pieces of scroll for breakfast? <laughs> no. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello! Hello! Oh, hello! <laughs> <laughs> hello there! <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantamaju. And I'm on the toxic gossip train, Margo Lister. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I want to know more. Mm. You are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of three people today. I have returned. Fulia has returned. Finally. I know, it's wonderful. She's She's no longer a canute. Canute? Yeah, Canadian nut. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Frostbitten hose head. (laughs) Okay. And never learn my alphabet from A to Z. (laughs) Ah, yes. Yeah, welcome back, Fulia. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, I would say we missed you, which we did, but, you know, you have been technically sort of still here. Kind of, yeah. Sort of. Just without, not verbally, just, you know. Yes. Just texting. Yeah, just texting. Just texting. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But you're here now and it's (laughs) wonderful. I've missed doing this, honestly. (laughs) Good. It's always always fun listening back to the podcast when I have to go to edit it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, nice. I wonder what they're thinking about now. <laughs> what are we thinking? <laughs> what are we thinking about? What are we thinking about? Well, uh, for you, dear listeners and viewers, you're about to find out. Yeah. Um, Fulia. Hi. Hi. <laughs> what have you been watching? Well, not a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> this past week, uh, I'm still trying to, I'm still playing catch up with MasterChef. I'm still a week and a half behind on that. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've been, you know, keeping up with it as, as, as much as I can. They are about like hour long episodes. Um, and sometimes a little bit longer, especially when you're watching it on 10 play where there's also ads thrown in. So it makes it a little bit longer and I hate that, but it's free. So I can't complain. <laughs> True. Um, and so, yeah, been watching MasterChef and I'm really, really enjoying it as I always do. Um, the one thing that I will mention that I actually have watched that I can talk about now because it's not as, because it's not a reality competition of any kind, um, is a movie that I watched, uh, that I finally got around to watching and, um, it's, uh, Vivo. Vivo. The, um, the animated musical movie on Netflix called Vivo and it's a Lin-Manuel Miranda musical. Oh. Oh, yes. I haven't heard about this. Yes. This is the one that he plays a monkey, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, no. He, right, it, it technically not a monkey. It's got an actual <laughs> name, but I, I can't remember the name. McCock. It starts with it's a, it starts with a C H. 
Um, Chav. And no. <laughs> Chav. <laughs> okay. Um, but he's technically like, even though he's he's got a speaking role and a singing role in the movie, uh, the the actual human characters don't understand him. So he's he's talking, but the humans don't understand what he's saying. So when it switches to the human um, perspective, he's just making the noises of that particular animal. Um, yeah. So he's like, also. So like, he's like, also. It's like Babe. Kind of, yeah. He's also narrating the movie as well a little bit, which is really cool. Um, but the soundtrack, the the songs that are in this movie are really awesome. Um, one of them made me cry, (laughs) but you can hundred percent tell that it is a Lin-Manuel Miranda written song. They're all by him mostly, Mm -hmm. um, because there's some rap in it as well. It's like the Hamilton sort of element to it. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Um, lyrically challenging. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's still a lot of fun. Um, and I really enjoyed the story. Um, and it's uh, essentially about this. I don't know what to. What do you even call that animal? Hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> quickly look it up. Um, and I'm hoping that it is um, in the at least the <laughs> the IMDb thingy. <laughs> the what is this thing? Why this is thing? it? Why is it wearing a hat? I don't understand. <laughs> it's not supposed to wear a hat. What is the name of the animal? I don't know. Um, oh, my goodness. Eh. The, well, the the actual, like, the actual, like, the character name of that animal is named Vivo. And that's why the title of the movie is called Vivo. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's he looks kind of like a monkey, but he's not really a monkey. He's kind of a version of. Um, right. I really want to know the name, but anyway, uh, this could take too long to try and find it. <laughs> no we miss you, Fulia. That's all right. <laughs> um, but it's a really cute story. Um, it's a it's about Vivo trying to grant the last wish of his owner that he found, um, that he came across uh, from Cuba, and Cuba. apparently the the main the his 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 master um had a love interest who was a very good friend of his where they were both performing and singing together at one point but then she found fame and moved to Miami or to the US and grew bigger and he didn't want to um he didn't want to say how he felt to her when she found out that news mm-hmm. because it would have prevented her from going. So he was like, I'm going to keep this, I'm going to keep this to myself so that she can go follow her dreams. Um, but then it got to a point where she then invited him to Miami to perform with her because it was her final show. Um, so it gets to a point where they're like older and pr- like in their maybe sixties or seventies Mm. And this was going to be her farewell show. And she wanted him to be there. But mm. she had no idea how he felt about her. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely a yeah. lot of time has passed. Yeah, yeah. I, so <laughs> I think he's missed his, um, you know, his opportunity. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some stuff happens. He can't go. 
And so the so Vivo is the one because he had written a song for her, and he wanted to perform that with for her, at the farewell show. That way, it would then show how he felt, but unfortunately, unable to. So Vivo had to take the journey to get there, <laughs> and during that little journey, finds out that he um, we come across a young girl by the name of Gabby, who <laughs> has bright purple hair and <laughs> is a rebel <laughs> nice. and is very tone deaf <laughs> oh. and vivo does not like it <laughs> and vivo's like that is not a melody this is a melody and then performs his heart out and i'm just like oh my gosh this is actually really cute <laughs> nice yeah it's definitely worth the watch but I will say you will need tissues. No, <laughs> oh. it it is it does it does hit you with the, in the feels a bit. Okay. Um. So all aboard the feels train. Yeah, it is a ver- it is and it's a very very bright animation as well. A lot of very colorful. Um. And yeah, and the character design is interesting as well. The way they design these characters are really cool too. So it's it's definitely a lot different to the usuals like you know your Pixar's and your Disney's and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so I did enjoy that aspect of, of the, um, of the animation as well. So the animation style is pretty cool too, but the music in this is what you really want to watch it for. Okay. Yeah. The, definitely for the songs. Nice. Yeah. That's Cute. pretty much all I've watched. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, Michael, what have you been watching? Well, I've finally finished, uh, Bop Kiss, the, um, oh, yeah? yeah, the, um, uh, I was about to say, Bupkus, you, you, I mean, you've watched nothing. <laughs> yeah. Name name of title and also what I've been watching. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the um, uh, semi-biographical, more or less made-up uh, uh, TV show with, uh, uh, with um, uh, Pete Davison. And it's a, it's interesting. I mean, for people who don't know who da- Peter Davis, uh, Pete Davison is, uh, probably be a bit difficult to uh, work work out if you like it or not. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of like in jokes if you if you know you know, um, especially with his life and how he interacts with uh, other people and also guest stars in it. And I've watched the episode that's got uh, John Mulaney in it, and that was a pretty good scene because if you don't know dave um uh john mulaney uh has recently um had some substance abuse and had to go to rehab and they sort Mm -hmm. of touch on that so so it's definitely Mm -hmm. if you know if you know uh but there was one episode that um you guys probably would like uh it's uh it involves him going to canada to do reshoots for a film that a previous actor dropped out and they had to reshoot it with uh, Pete Davison. And uh, it was pretty much no one else was there. It was like, okay, we just need to film your face, basically. And it's like, oh, and this character was meant to be like all throughout the movie, but but they changed it. It's like, oh, well, you sort of get killed off now in the first 20 minutes. And it's like, oh, okay, so why am I here? And it's Christmas time. I should be with my family because my because my grandfather is dying and, and and all this stuff so he's sort of dealing with that he's in an unknown place and he's uh, in he 
doesn't bring his drugs with him. So it's a, it's a big thing of him like dealing with dr- uh, drugs. And in the last se- uh, last episode, he eventually goes to rehab. Uh, no, no, no. Um, yeah. So in this, he sort of has a weird trip that he he, he sort of got stuck and he's in this rut and he he goes to a bowling alley to get drugs and and he takes them and not knowing what they are and he had a weird trip where he's um he's hallucinating uh ray Mar- uh, ray Mar- uh, uh ray romano who <laughs> who actually visits him and it's his figment of imagination oh, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it is ray romano because <laughs> while he was in his trailer um he's pretty much watched the entire the entire uh everyone loves raymond on some sort of streaming service he actually bought it <laughs> Because the previous actor who got up and left actually left his uh, account on, so he just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's sort of living a dream of actually talking to Ray Romano, and Ray Romano's funny. Uh, he's talking to, he's, he, he doesn't play a character in this. He's saying some weird fucked up shit, which is funny. Um, <laughs> but the character, but the actor that he was replacing was uh, Sebastian Stan. And, oh. Yeah. So uh, all throughout, it's like I'm just replacing Sebastian Stan because he's a shithead or whatever it is in real life. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, Sebastian Stan turns up. Ah! <laughs> it's like, holy shit, Sebastian Stan. <laughs> and, he, and he's confronting Pete because he bought, he bought the entire collection. <laughs> of everyone loves Raymond. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, guy, that I replaced your part. It's like, no, this is about the Ray Romano. <laughs> this is everyone loves everyone loves Raymond. I don't really like it, <laughs> but you paid like five hundred bucks for it for the complete <laughs> box. Like, <"What?" laughs> and so, so yeah, so Sebastian Chan turns up and and just bash and just <laughs> knocks him out. <laughs> and, and his friend, his wow. women, is like, oh my god, <laughs> the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit bit of a highlight that I think you might. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, think you might like. So, oh yeah. Overall, it it is interesting. It's for people who know that. I don't know if it's going to be a second season or not, but it was it was enjoyable nonetheless. And yeah, that's basically what I just watched. Uh, just finished that up, and also um, I'm watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, I accidentally got my wife into it as well. Oh. Because we were watching stuff. It's like, is it all right if I watch, like, an episode of Always Sunny? And it's like, yeah, sure, what, whatever it is. And then <laughs> she's on her phone. And it's like, it's like, oh, that's Danny DeVito. Yeah, he's in it. And watching the entire <laughs> episode, it's like, it's like uh, just, to, just to warn you, all these characters are awful human beings the, the worst people just the yeah. worst people <laughs> <laughs> and 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 just, and yeah and by the end of it it's like that's a really fucked up tv show it's like yeah watch another one yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weirdly we're sort of watching always fun- sunny together which is fun isn't charlie day <laughs> so, in that too yeah yes, charlie day is in it as well mm, yeah yeah as as charlie as Charlie, <laughs> Charlie. Charlie's playing Charlie, and yeah, yeah so uh, it's the most, it's the longest running sick live action sitcom in history, in American history, I think. Uh, oh, um, 
There's a British one, uh, uh, Summer Wine, whatever it's called. Oh. Um, last of the yeah, Summer I, Wine. Yeah, Last of the Summer Wine, yeah. That's think, been going for like 40 years or mm, some shit. 40 or something like that. Like, yeah. It started in the 70s and, and I think it's finished up because pretty much majority of the actors are dead. Um, but, mm. <laughs> well, that's life and time. Yeah. The passing of time. Yeah, the time <laughs> gets up with you. And always, yeah. It's not the hope that gets you, it's the it's the misery. Anyway. Uh, yeah, misery loves company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically it. And otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, what we've been watching and what we were going to be talking about later on. So what about you, Kendall? Have you been watching some horrible stuff? Um, well, well, stuff with horrible people in it. no i'm happy to say i don't think i have um i haven't watched a whole lot myself this week um but what i have watched um has been pretty good uh yeah still going through agents of shield so almost at the end of season two of that now um yeah it's all starting to head towards the big big finale of that of that storyline and yeah it's just just fantastic to rewatch. It's just great. And then just things are like, I haven't remembered everything, like mm. every single plot point I have not remembered. And so I'm, some of it I'm really like sort of doing for the first time. It feels like, cause yeah. it, and then it comes back to me and I'm like, Oh shit, that's right. This happens. And this is how this leads to this. And it's, <laughs> it's very cool. It's very cool. So I'm really enjoying that. It's all um, loosely connected. Yeah. It's, it's all loosely connected back when like, it, it's so funny because like, um, where I am watching it in season two, it's literally just before Age of Ultron yeah. came out. So they've they've mentioned. I just watched an episode yesterday that mentioned um, Strucker, and featured Doctor List, which is his assistant who is in the beginning of Age of Ultron. So it was back during when, you know, the MCU, like, and the and Shield, like they were connected, but not. But you know, as Shield went on very loosely, but you still had those like random actors from the movies that would actually just appear in the show mm. uh, sort of thing, but never the other way around, which uh, always made me very sad, but that's okay. <laughs> it's well, fine. Each, each movie doesn't really talk to each other anyway, so... Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> no. Not anymore. Um, those what do you mean Thor over. doesn't um, have an eye? Oh, give him back an eye, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Um, so that's, yeah, so that's that. That's in, that's very enjoyable. And then I spent the rest of the week um, with Indiana Jones. Um, I was going to rewatch all four movies before seeing Dial of Destiny, but I forgot to do it and I ran out of time. So I only had time to watch my two favorite ones and I was okay with that. So I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, woo. Uh, woo, which is just awesome. Like, it's just, it's just great. It's just... It's it's a near perfect movie, really. It's and it holds up still so well. It's just, I I love it. I love <laughs> it so much. It's great. Um, and then, uh, and yeah, and then I watched last Crusade. I watched last Crusade. No, Temple of Doom is like it's a prequel. That means it's bad. I said to someone the other day, it took me years to realize that movie was a prequel because I was so young when I watched it. Mm. Um, it didn't register that it was actually a prequel because I actually saw Temple of Doom before I saw Raiders, like 
Raiders came. Raiders was almost not the. It wasn't the. What well, was the last of the original three mm. that I watched? I saw Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, and then Raiders for some reason. I don't know why. Interesting. Watch the, scar- the scariest movie first. Thanks, Mum and Dad. Um, <laughs> if you can handle no, this, no. you can handle anything. <laughs> Temple, te- no, tem- Temple of Doom. I just. It's. I. I don't hate it, and I don't love it. I just. It's just. It's fine. I just didn't feel like listening to Kate Capshaw screaming for mm. two hours. <laughs> like, that's fine. Um, She's although great. I do, I do love, I will say one thing in her defense. I do really love the scenes, the scenes where her and Indy are bickering. Uh, some of my favorite, like just banter that mm. Indy has in some of the movies, like just the way they bounce off each other is really, really great. Mm. Um, but Apart from that, yeah, I just I don't love I don't love Temple of Doom. It just creeps creeps me out a lot. But I, I mean I yeah I mean and of course Kihai Kwan is amazing. So I would I would rewatch it for him alone. <laughs> um, and then I yeah I didn't watch Crystal Skull because it's Crystal Skull. And <laughs> but I want to rewatch it though. I want to now, and I will say why later on because <laughs> um, we have we have thoughts on on a certain movie that came out this week. Um, but we, rewatching Last Crusade, I was just reminded of the tragedy of losing River Phoenix so young because he plays young Indy to perfection. He's in the movie for not even 15 minutes, like barely. And he, he captures Harrison Ford perfectly. Yeah. Like it's, it's outstanding. Um, and every time I watch it, I'm just blown away by how good he ca- he gets the his cadence and his mannerisms and everything is just spot on. Um, and then, and then last Crusade is just fun. Like it's, 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 it's a good time. Like there's a lot of great dialogue. It is a little bit different. If you like watching Raiders and Last Crusade back to back is is an experience because Last Crusade is a lot more, I don't know. It's it's kind of it's a bit more cheesy than Raiders. Raiders is a bit more serious, I suppose. Um and some of the characters are a bit different when you see them in one movie versus the other and all this, but, but it's just fun. It's just great. And Harrison Ford and Sean Connery as father and son, just (laughs) spectacular. Like just, I really, yeah. Like I know Sean Connery was probably a bit of a dick (laughs) in real life, but I don't care. I I like this. I like him in this movie. He's yeah. He's just great. It's just great. And every time it finishes, I just want more because they ride off, the four of them ride off into the sunset. And I'm like, I, I want more of this. <laughs> and apparently I shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's that's all I've been watching. That's all I've had time to watch this week. So apart from the things we're going to talk about very soon. So on that note, it is time to get into the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Yes, nerdy news time. And uh, although we do not have a lot of news yet again to discuss, uh, we've got one story in particular that is huge. It's massive. It's, you know. Huge. It's... it's it's a bird. It's a plane. It's more it's, powerful than a locomotive. Yes. Faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that how that goes? Yeah. <laughs> no, you said it wrong. You gotta oh, say it. Damn. Yeah, you gotta say it like the Iron Giant. Superman. Superman. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course, I'm... We are referring to the uh, casting confirmation uh, for James Gunn's Superman Legacy this week. Uh, It's already been confirmed. Um, You know, there were rumours going around about a month or so ago, and now we have our... Clark Kent and Lois Lane in uh, David Corrin Sweat and Rachel Brosnahan. Uh, and I could not be more excited about these two being cast. Um, I have only seen them both in one thing each. I'm pretty sure I've seen David Corrin Sweat in uh, Ryan Murphy's Hollywood. It was a Netflix series. He was one of the leads and that was quite good. Um, he's apparently more, more known for his role in The Politician, which I think is another Netflix series. Um, and then, of course, Rachel Brosnahan, uh, is the marvellous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Yeah, so I was going to say, Paulie has seen that yes. show. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm two seasons away from finishing that show. Oh, nice. Yeah. because yeah, that just finished for good not yes. long ago. Yes. Yeah. Season five was the last season. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good timing because now she's playing Lois Lane. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Mm. It worked out very okay. well. Convenient. <laughs> um, yes, I've seen Rachel Brosnahan in House of Cards. Um, she was in the first season of that show and she was amazing. Um, and yeah, and since she's played uh, Maisel in the, that show, she's just, things have been taking off for her because you know she's one of some Emmys with that. Apparently, that show is fantastic. She Country. is wonderful. She's so funny. Oh, good. Because yeah. in House of Cards, she was not funny. She, I mean, it was a very serious, <laughs> serious, sad character. She well, played. the show is that she becomes a stand-up comedian. Yeah, I know, so, I know, And yeah. it's, at, like, Wait. her timing is great in Wait. this show. Oh, cool. Yeah. And Wait. there's also some serious moments, too. A yeah. woman yeah. comedian? Mm, comedian, mm. if you will. Especially back in the, I think, when did they set? It was 50s? set in the 50s, yeah. yeah. Mm. Is she funny? She's freaking hilarious. What's it like being a woman in comedy? <laughs> where Apparently, do you, very taboo. Yeah, where do you get your your ideas <laughs> from? The family. Good place for it. Write what you know. Yes. Um, yes, but anyway, Rachel Brosnahan. Um, I I'm most excited about her. Um, as Lois, because her I saw her name. Well, both of their names were thrown around in the rumors. Um, and as soon as I saw her now, I'm like, please let her be Lois Lane. She would be an amazing Lois Lane. I'm so happy. <laughs> like, I am so happy. And David Corrin's, uh, the internet seems to have reacted pretty positively okay. um, so far to his casting. Um, a lot of people calling him a younger Henry Cavill because he kind of has very similar facial bone. like bone structure, like cheek, the cheeks and the jaw. Very chiseled. Very chiseled. Yeah. Very okay. chiseled. Um, he looks the part. He very much looks the part. And he's got a young kind of a face, so, you know, he'll he'll nail the, the younger Clark Kent that they're going for. I feel like you're more and more trying to convince me to watch this, and I Ooh. feel like I might have to. Well, <laughs> well it would be God the first that. of the universe, so... Well, if, if it's if 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 it's you know if this is going to be my first time actually getting into into DC, this is probably a great place to start. I feel like it. <laughs> I feel like you might be right. And you the know, reset. Yeah, and you've you know it's James Gunn, and I I doubt as much as like obviously you know Guardians is one thing, and you're you're a yes. fan. 
Um, his DC stuff so far has been very, I don't want to say explicit, because it's not really explicit, but it's very much on the R-rated side of, like, swear words and violence and all this stuff. Um, I don't think that's going to be his Superman at all, obviously. I think he's... My, what my hope is, uh, hope, uh, um, <laughs> pun was not intended. Um, what my hope for the, for the character is for the movie is that it's going to harken more back to the Christopher Reeve sort of style of Superman. That's what I'm really hoping it'll try and be a bit more like, I think, I don't know. I th- I, I, even just as a response to the, the way people reacted to Zack Snyder's take on Superman, which I don't agree with, but whatever. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I have high hopes for this movie, especially with this casting. I think I think it's brilliant casting, and it's also an, a, a, just great to see them, uh, you know, giving giving the opportunity to two names that are still kind of up and coming in terms of, like, you know, they've established themselves in television so far, really. They haven't really broken out into film, mm. um, especially in a world where the two are very much interchangeable now. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see that they're not household names in these roles. So I, I, I hope that they become as such after the success, fingers crossed, of Superman Legacy. <laughs> it's coming out in 2025. I can't wait. Um, Fulia has no thoughts on this. Michael, <laughs> as as the other DC fan of this podcast, <laughs> that's, um, a, that's uh, a bit strong. That's a bit strong. Yeah, I'm aware. You're aware. Of- <laughs> I'm aware of DC. <laughs> You're aware of DC. Um, well, yes. How are you? How are you taking this this casting? Does it do, do they work for you so far? I've never seen them in anything, and that's probably a good thing, because otherwise, people go people would go on what they've. Uh, what they've seen, so because uh, something coming around is is oh why can't we get uh, Brian Cranston to be Lex Luthor and he's come out saying no that's no just because I look good bald <laughs> no. doesn't mean I'm going to be a good Lex Luthor yeah and he has no intention of being Lex Luthor and and everyone's going oh it's going to be Walter White it's like no no stop f- f- stop fan casting. It's, no. You're either going to be disappointed or you get what you want and it turns out to be Not shit. Not good. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy of having like uh, lesser known people to take up uh, this mantle and having uh, a newly formed universe. Uh, it's, probably a be- it's probably a better way to go, go about it. Uh, um. Well, I say it's newly formed. Uh, Blue Beetle's going to come out, and yeah, this the way things are going with um, uh, like the reception for the Flash and all, all that. It's it is to be seen about Blue Beetle of a, a hero that we haven't seen before on the big screen, and uh, and the word is that Command Two is probably going to be a little bit of a excrement uphill sort of. Uh, sort of thing so it's probably a good thing there's going to be a, a a decent year before we get something from dc like in between uh this year and and next year so yeah hopefully the waters will settle and uh not to put a uh segue in but it's probably a good thing that set something up because yep. something may or may not 
happen in the next couple of days? And why don't you take it from here, Kendall? <laughs> yes, I will. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Okay, so one of the things, of course, we've talked about pretty much every week since it began uh, back at, in the beginning of May is the writers' strike. Now we know that uh, June thirty was a deadline um, for uh, whether or not SAG, uh, SAG-AFTRA SAG was going to be uh, joining the writers, the WGA, um, in striking. Um, and uh, it seems they've so far sort of come to an agreement on not, not to not strike, but to extend the negotiations uh, to hopefully avoid a strike. Um, so according to uh, sources... Um, the uh, contract negotiations between SAG-AFTRA and uh, the AMPTP, which is the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, has been extended until the 12th of July. So we've got another 10 days as of the time of recording until we find out uh, exactly what's going to happen. Um, uh, according to Rolling Stone, uh, this decision will allow both sides more time to negotiate an agreement over issues such streaming such as streaming residuals and the use of artificial intelligence the parties will continue to hash out contract details under a mutually agreed uh media blackout um the agreements which were set to expire on the 30th of june will now expire on the 12th uh the parties will continue to negotiate negro or the organization will comment to the media about the negotiations during the extension so we're not going to hear anything else um, until the 12th or mm. which will be the 13th of July for us here in Australia. So, yeah, so this is, um, this is interesting. This is good. Like that, you know, it's, it's a probably a better outcome than what we were expecting. I, I mean, I was fully expecting SAG to go on strike as well, which would have been insane. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we've got another 10 days until we find out what's going to happen mm. and whether or not the actors will take stand and, and, put down I can't say put down their scripts because that would be more of a writer thing or put or put down put their down, mask put down that yes take off their masks <laughs> put them down um, see the real you see the yes yes no more method um yeah it's all very interesting and mm. um hopefully yeah hopefully they don't strike but you know if they strike they're striking for a reason and again we will support them so yes um yeah fully do you have any thoughts any comments on this uh, well, with the ongoing strikes that are happening with the writers, it's um, it's no wonder a lot of things are being delayed. Um, yes. And unfortunate though it may be, but I still stand by the writers as to they do deserve, uh, you know, they do deserve their well-earned pay um, increase. And, you know, they, they, if, it, if it weren't for them, when we wouldn't get, we wouldn't be getting the entertainment that we're getting now. Like nope. they are such talented people that deserve all of the recognition. Yep. And so, like, I don't understand why it's taking this long for you know all the, these companies and these unions to actually you know give them what they deserve. So, um, I am right there with them. Uh, I'm I myself may not be a writer, but I know that. I know people who are writers mm-hmm. uh, in my life, and like they're abs- like they deserve all of the you know all of the recognition. And if it weren't for them, 
we wouldn't have what we have to entertain us. So Exactly. It all starts with the writer. Exactly. Really? The, yeah. It so, starts with the writer. Starts with the bloody writer. Yes. Well said for you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, Michael, how are you feeling about this news of the extension? Yeah, it's a bit of a tentative, okay, what's going to happen. Mm. Uh, but <clears throat> who knows what will happen? Because I, I was expecting, like, like shit hit fan. Because everything, everything is to do with, like, uh, the AI side of it. Like, we can sort of see it with, like, bringing back actors that, that have already passed on into nowadays media like star wars is have um, uh, done it a couple of times and if we keep on doing that i mean there was also like there was also a movie that they wanted to get steve lequin um who, who's that uh who's that 50 uh mm, i can't remember his name but um uh, James Dean, that's it. They're, they're try, mm. trying to get like, um, why don't we do a movie that's got like uh, uh, AI generated like face of James Dean in it, just for perks? It's like, no, just just let just let them live peacefully, like, and and it's yeah, it's it's just getting all weird and and people. So it it is to be seen of what's going to happen in in ten in ten days. Um, it's going to be another couple of days uh, for the writer strike to go on, and then we've seen this before. So, um, if you're bored and can't get anything new, then there's plenty of stuff to to watch. I know I haven't mm. I I haven't seen uh, stuff, so mm. going to knock. It's going to be like COVID, just knock knock things off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what you haven't seen. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Parks and Rec, maybe. Mm. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> you going to say something else? But okay. mm, I did too, but... <laughs> what, Firefly? No, that's never going to happen. <laughs> Damn. It's never going to happen. It's too hyped. It's too hyped for too me. Hyped. <laughs> I'm just going to watch it as like... Cowboys in space. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I've already seen Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) (laughs) I already see it in anime form. (laughs) I don't see the Firefly. Even though they were like bounty hunters and not actual like rogues in space. Anyway. Yeah. Rogues in space. Take my love, take my land. Look at me, I got no hands. I love the fact that you haven't seen it. You know the theme song, even though that wasn't exactly the right words, just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, cle- I cleaned it up because <laughs> uh, I heard it years ago you and it's just funny. It yeah. The original of what I heard was, take my love, take my hand, jerk me off with my right hand. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. As I said, I cleaned it up. <laughs> wow. I cleaned it up. So I'm never gonna be able to hear that song any other way now. No. So thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks so much. Yeah, I'm gonna ruin it I'm, without seeing it. Anyway, anyway, all right. Um, moving on to our third and final news item. Mm-hmm. This is just a bit of fun um, because I have not really at all engaged with the world of Magic: The Gathering. Um, 
it is something I am very much aware of because I know people who are obsessed um, with it. But uh, the reason it brings attention this week is because recently um, there was a Lord of the Rings uh, iteration of Magic the Gathering that was released. Um, mm. the, artwork, the artwork of which is spectacular. It looks... I want it just because of how pretty it looks. Yeah. But I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> but one of the really cool things about this, though, is that, um, you know, we we got to see a lot of our, you know, favorite characters that we know uh, on some of these cards, um, but also some very uh, infamous objects. Um, the One Ring, of course. Uh, now, it had two versions. There was one, one version that was... Like the common one, you you know, just found wherever, blah blah blah. But they also decided to make a one of one um, special card that was, you know, only the only one in existence. So literally one ring, um, which I thought the was precious. just the precious. I just thought that was very very cool <laughs> in and of itself. Um, and yeah, of course there were fears that it would never be found because that was a high possibility that um, it would just stay in a warehouse forever and never be discovered. It's in a box. Um, it's in a yes, starter pack somewhere. In a starter pack somewhere <laughs> and it would never be opened. Yeah. Um, or, you know, some people feared that it would be opened and people wouldn't realise what they had. But, thankfully, someone somewhere in the world who um, has chosen to remain anonymous, and I suppose fair enough. Rightly yeah, so, um, yes. Rightly <laughs> so. <laughs> um, they have found the one ring to rule them all. The card has been found. Oh, now, my gosh. Um, yeah, so... Did uh, they put it on and turn invisible? <laughs> yeah. That's probably why they're anonymous. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they did what uh, the, pro- the correct process apparently is with things like this. They submitted the card uh, for authentication. Okay. T- um, t- with the leading card grading firm uh, called the PSA. Um, and they confirmed that it is indeed the One Ring. Um, <laughs> and then uh, trading card buying collecting company Dave and Adam's Card World. Um, now, they, they're notorious, apparently, in the magic community um, and trading cards for, like, buying and collecting these insane cards that are super rare and worth a lot of money. They initially offered a $1 million bounty for this card. Ooh, $1 million wow. for a card. Um, they've now upped their price to two million. They are willing to pay this person, this anonymous person, two million dollars for this card. Dude, take the money. <laughs> it's really pretty though. Like, man, oh, people wow. are stupid. It actually has like it's 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 holographic and it has like the the script that you know, like in Elvish. The, I don't know if it's Elvish or Black Speech. It's Black Speech. It's Black, it's black, black speech, speech, isn't okay. it? Yeah. Um, actually, it's Black Speech. Yes. Um, actually. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's Black Speech, that's right. Yeah, and it's the, you know, one ring to rule them all poem. That, yeah, um, okay. Yeah, one ring, one ring to find. Yes. One ring to bring one them all. One ring to bring them all. And, and one in, the in the darkness binds them. Bind them. them. Continue yep. it. Uh, in, the, <laughs> in, the, in the land of Mordor where the, the shadows, shadows lie. Thank you. Yes, yes, you're, all, you're welcome. You're <laughs> I'm welcome. actually. <laughs> I am not a true fan. <laughs> <laughs> I've only watched the movies once. Yeah, That's enough. <laughs> well, well, apparently, you need to be a true fan and not get these cards because apparently Aragon is 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 black. That's yeah, Aragon's how... they made Aragon black in this, yeah. and I'm I think it's great. <laughs> and people looks... lost their shit. Like... Of course they did, <laughs> dude. They they lost their shit. It's insane. Like 
they lost their shit over the fact that the female elves and rings of power don't have beards because female elves are supposed to have beards. Dwarves. Okay. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. And the fact that some of the elves had, you know, short hair and not long hair. And I'm like, initially I was like, oh, that's different. That's weird. But yeah. now I'm like, it's, it really doesn't matter. No. But I, I have heard something that I can't unsay. Oh, yeah? Elves with short hair are basically Vulcans. <laughs> no. I, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. No. No. Um, anyway, back on track. Um, Vulcans uh, have pointy this... ears, Fulia. And they have short hair. So, so, so do elves? Yeah, no. that's what he's saying. He's like basically saying because elves and both elves and Vulcans have pointy ears and both have sh- short hair. Therefore, they're the same thing. Anyway, right. Vulcans are space elves. I think I've heard people say Vulcans are space elves before anyway. I feel like that's a thing. Yeah, and they live um, forever and shit. <laughs> they have yes. ma- magical serial po- po- um, no. longevity is yeah. what it is. Yes, they can still be killed. Anyway, I, let's... <laughs> everyone can be killed. What are you talking about? Everyone, everyone can be gold killed. leader. Gold leader. Yes, thank you, Julia. Sorry, <laughs> even the gold leader just... was killed. <laughs> um, I just also wanted to mention that uh, apparently the One Ring card received a Mint Nine grading from the PSA, which is the second highest authentication available um it's seen while it seems unfortunate the card didn't gain a mint 10 achieving this status is incredibly difficult relies on factors outside the owner's control like text point uh text positioning and printing standards Mm. um uh the most important thing to card game communities and soon to be millionaire who owns it is that the one ring was found in good condition graded to ensure its quality and now sits preserved in secure plastic casing Nice. Yeah. Um, if it goes through at $2 million, um, it will be the most uh, valuable Magic the Gathering card in history, which uh, smashes the record that is currently uh, held by a beta set Black Lotus, which sold for $540,000 just this past March. My goodness. Yeah. Um, I, still ha- so- I still have a holographic Charizard. Does that count? <laughs> it's not magic gathering, I'm sorry. It's not magic. <laughs> Same but <company>. anyway, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I think it's pretty pretty fucking cool. I love it. Um Fully, did you have anything you wanted to add? <laughs> uh so I heard about this news um through work. Oh. Which was which was interesting. <laughs> um because I was the one who had to process the, the you know the, the cards, the, when, the they cards when they came in. Mm-hmm. Um and it was, you know, really interesting that, you know, and it kind of makes sense that, you know, they, they do a Magic the Gathering Lord of the Rings collaboration because it's, yeah. it's a role-playing game. It um, and it, yeah, it definitely fits. Um, I, I am not ashamed to say that maybe about a decade ago, I did once partake in Magic, Magic the Gathering at oh. uni. <laughs> cool. Um, and I did have, like, I did get around to sort of learning um, how it's played and, and I did have a bit of a deck myself. Um, but I think maybe a year or two after the fact, I was, I sort of got over it. So I, I didn't really get into it as much as what a lot of, um, magic players have. Uh, so, and then a friend of, and a friend of mine was like, well, I've got a friend who's, so my friend's friend was very big on magic and they really wanted more cards. And I'm like, you know what? I'm happy to just give you my deck because I don't know. I had no idea about the value of it. Nor, nor did I really care. <laughs> so, well, because I got over it pretty quickly. So I'm mm-hmm. like, here you go. They can have it. They're like, are you sure? Like, yeah, 
it's fine. I'm not playing it anymore. <laughs> they can they can have what I've got, so it's fine. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I can understand the um the hype around this and the fact that the I I would have been disappointed if there was more than one of that card because it's 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 you know in the movies there's only one ring so why would you make more than one in in the actual games yeah, in, in the thing so yeah, it made it made sense that there'd only be one um but the fact that it was offered a 2 million dollar bounty for it is insane like just give Give them the card, get the money, set your life up. Oh yeah, you're you're good. For you're life. good for a while. <laughs> yep. Um, but totally understand, you know, the fact that the longer they hold on to it, the longer they keep it in mint condition, the higher that price might go up. Who knows? Oh yeah, yeah, that'll um, that'll increase with value. Yeah. Uh, so but I would, yeah, if I was that person, I would sell it. Oh, one hundred percent. Two million dollars. Two million. Yes, thanks. Yeah, here, here I will take that money, please. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that briefcase. Here you go. I don't need. I don't need the power of Sauron. It's no. fine. You take it. I don't, I don't <laughs> I'll need take that. two million dollars. <laughs> uh, Set my life up. Yeah. Fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, all, all, all the, all the power to them. <laughs> uh, nice. And uh, good luck to them if they do decide to yeah. trade it in. <laughs> Absolutely. You would hope that doesn't get lost in the mail. And I hope it doesn't get destroyed in any kind of way. Yeah, that's what, what I... How are they... How, how do I, you... Like, they, I know we're going to have to call Elijah Wood and get him and Sean Aston to come to this guy's house and transport it safely to these... In card, a briefcase. In a briefcase to these card-collecting people. They're the, the only people that can do it. Yep. Yeah. It's been proven. Yeah. It's historically accurate, Michael. Yes. <laughs> what do you What do you think about this? I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> Essentially, it is a piece of cardboard. Yeah. Uh, it's a piece of paper, yes. Yeah. People like putting prices on stupid stuff because <laughs> apparently it's uh, a precedent. Um, still going through like economical changes. It's a bit weird. Mm, and yet yeah. people will pay lots of money for it. Yeah, reality creeps in. I mean, mm-hmm. if it was me, I would destroy it. Because <laughs> I'm a real fan. <laughs> would you Would you take it to a volcano and I drop it I would take it to a volcano. <laughs> and says, true friends. <laughs> true fans know. <laughs> Yes. Can you imagine if that's the reason why they want to pay this person the money so they give them the money and then they go and destroy it? Like, <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> no, it's a company. Or, or that person will do it and no one will know because they don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, pro- it's probably on the locking key. But mm. if it was me, I would destroy it. Fair, It'd be very tempting, wouldn't it? Fair dinkum. No, I would. <laughs> I don't need the money. I don't need the prestige. I don't need like constant, uh, constant security of people putting pot shops onto me. It's like no. I'm, I'm curious to know in what country it was found. America, of course. Yeah, you reckon it'd be America? You reckon America? 
Yeah, America. I don't think it. Be was, anywhere else? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. It'd be really hilarious if it was found in New Zealand. In New Zealand, yeah. Right. <laughs> Middle Earth. <laughs> Middle Earth itself, yes. Hmm. Uh, Take it to stuff. Hobbiton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd they, be cool. They have to do a Hobbiton tour now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the don't bring With the ring to the Shire, Jesus. <laughs> Hey, come on, it was there for over 70 years. It was, yes. And then another 11 years if we're going by the book. True. <laughs> yeah, Frodo True. just hanged around for 11 years before he left. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. No agency mm. whatsoever. Yeah. Yes. Thing about the uh, Tolkien, he takes his time. <laughs> oh, yep. Don't worry. I, not to further, further go later with this, but I've started reading The Silmarillion. Um, I'm doing a book. I'm doing a book club with some of my Rings of Power friends on our Ooh, on our Discord. Nice. And holy crap! <laughs> a lot of names. And not, um, a lot of places. Have so many names. The Valar have so many names. Why? Why Tolkien? Why? <laughs> it's 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 freaking awesome. I, I'm loving it so far. But goddamn, the man is just like. Jumping around all over the place. He's yeah. It's like the opening of Suicide Squad. He's giving origin stories over and over. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> and you have to pause very... the raid. Huh? You have to pause the raid. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, but, very good, though. Yeah, you have but, to have yeah. a little notebook. I was saying, okay, what is he talking about here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally. I had. <laughs> I, I didn't do it the first The first session we did. I just took photos of this, this paragraph that I liked and I didn't even think to highlight them or anything. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll remember it. Nah, didn't. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so I ended up taking notes the second time of like everything. I'm like, mm. oh, I'm, this is interesting. I'll bring this up and this up and this up. And it's just, yeah, it's really, really, really cool so far. But yeah. my God, it's difficult to read. I'm, yeah, I know why I never touched it until now, but I'm, but it's, it's good. It's okay. Good. Yeah. Anyway, sidebar. It's the first <laughs> fiction book that you've treated like a textbook. Yeah, literally. It's yeah. It's 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 like a yeah. It's sort of it's sort of the um, Tolkien Middle Earth Bible essentially. Okay. It's like All right. In the, the beginning, creation, in the beginning, the yeah. creation of of Arda and Middle Earth and all yeah. this stuff, and then <laughs> the backstory for things that happened before the events of The mm. Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, yeah. okay. which is part of what Rings of Power is based on. Yeah. yeah. Although they don't have the rights to the Silmarillion. Um, anyway, we should stop talking about that or I will be here all night and that is all what we will talk about. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. Elves um, coming in, they took our jibs. <laughs> Man, that show is ridiculous. No. <laughs> it is. It is. No. It's silly. It's, it's absolutely silly. It's not silly. Don't take Don't it seriously. That. It's silly. I mean, it's fantasy. You can't take it seriously, but it's wonderful. It's, it's whimsical. <laughs> it's whimsical. It's a great show. Anyway, yes, I want to. I want to keep talking about it. Don't tempt me. That's the nerdy news. Don't tempt me, Frodo. There you go. Don't. <laughs> I'm here all day. <laughs> yeah, I, unlike Galadriel, would not pass the test. Um. All right, nerdy news. You should have a queen. Done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nerdy news is done and dusted for this week which means now it's time to roll on up to the trailer park rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers 
He had it. Yes, it's trailer park time. From fantasy to fiction. To fantasy to science fiction. Yes, yes, (laughs) basically. You are correct. Uh, You are very correct. Um, Yes, so starting us off, trailer park this week is our uh, second trailer for Dune Part 2. Deuce. Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Dune to... Dune part two. Um, yeah, yeah. I literally, and fully, will attest to this. I had a, f- a f- freaking like, I don't know. A my squeeze? body was over. My body was overcome with joy. Um, <laughs> by the time that this trailer was done, I was just like, I need it now. I want it now. Fuck. Um, yeah, I really <laughs> like the first. Yeah, oh my god, so good. Everything. Uh, oh, the part one was just my, f- is, is still probably my favourite movie that Denis Villeneuve has made. And I loved Arrival. Um, that movie's fantastic. Um, but this, like, Dune is just oh, oh, a masterpiece in filmmaking. It's mm. Fucking exceptional. Um, and yeah, and part two's obviously been a movie that I've been waiting for and I've been excited, uh, like a lot of other people, to see the second half of the story of the first book, um, you know, taken on and how it's all going to play out. Um, and yeah, and the first, like I, said, I was saying, the first teaser that they put out like a month or two ago was really cool. It was nice to, to get a glimpse of what we're in for. And this, for some reason, this trailer, just like, especially towards the end, some of the shots, some of the cinematography in this was just mind-blowing looking. Like, it just, ah, yeah. Like, there was that one shot of, like, a sea of dots. But then you realize it's people because then you see, like, people moving through. I was just like, that's fucking cool. Mm. And then I'm so curious and fascinated even more to just know why the Hark- some of the Harkonnen stuff is in black and white. I really want to know what the fuck is up with that. Um, I don't care, though, if it's w- exactly what the reason is. I j- only just because it looks fantastic. Um, yeah, it just... <sighs> It's just mind-blowing. Um, the only thing about the trailer I will say that I didn't like was the fact that it showed us um, the reunion of Gurney and Paul. Um, because, you know, I mean, yeah, okay, the book has been out for like 60 years at this point. Um, you know, the, the very famous David Lynch adaptation has been out for like 40 years almost at this point. So it's no secret that Gurney survives the attack um, on Arrakis. Like it's that's that's not a spoiler. It's been out in the world for a long time. Um, that's not the problem. The problem I had is that I didn't want to. They put the re, their reunion specifically in the trailer, mm. a very brief glimpse of their reunion, and I'm like, no, I want to see, <laughs> I want to see that in you know context in the movie first, not in the mm. damn trailer. So that's kind of a bit shit. But I suppose they wanted to whoever cut this trailer together or whoever ordered the editors to do what was like, we need to put Josh Brolin in this to show people that he's in this movie as well in case people aren't aware. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess. So that means you have to then show, oh yeah, he's alive. Um, so I don't know. I didn't, it, that's probably the only, only thing I didn't like about it. Um, but apart from that, 
I was just floored and stunned. Like, some of the action sequences look spectacular, and I just... The dialogue is great, and Timothy Chalamet is great, and Zendaya is great, and sad that Oscar Isaac isn't going to be in this one because he's dead, but anyway. Um. <laughs> they showed a picture of him. So. They did, and it was on fire. Um. <laughs> what, him yeah, or no, the... he'll... Yeah. Yeah, he'll get me- yeah, he'll get mentioned a bunch and and um I it would be nice if they do like a flashback or something, but I don't think they will. E- either way, this movie is going to be epic and fantastic and yeah, everything about it is just amazing from top to bottom, the score, the performances, the visuals, the cinematography just ah, give it to me now. I want it. <laughs> I want it now, please. I can't wait till November. Um, what did you think, Fulia? I haven't seen the first one, so okay. the second one went right over my head. Have you any interest in seeing the first movie? No. No interest whatsoever. Sorry. Did it look visually, as someone who appreciates good cinematography, did any of the images strike you? And judging by the look on your face... You couldn't give a shit. <laughs> it all takes place in a desert. Wow. <laughs> it's the original Tatooine. Um, um, okay, so just watching it at face value, it it does look it does look interesting. The cinematography looks really great. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that really stood out to me specifically is the number of cast A list cast members yeah. that is in this movie. It's a massive cast. Like. There are so many people in here that I recognize from other films and TV shows, and it's insane how much how they've got the budget to even afford them all. <laughs> yeah, like how is that even possible? Um, and then also um, the fact that the parts where it was the the black and white scenes with those characters, yeah, gave me gore from Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, yeah, vibes. a little bit. And I'm like, did they take that from that, or is it actually part of the the story? It's like, well, it's in like... part one, um, uh, Stellan Skarsgård's character, um, Baron Harkonnen, he does. He's the he's the bigger, bolder one, right? He like he looks like that in the f- first movie, okay. which came right. out obviously the year before Love and Thunder. Yeah, so. okay. Well, that's um, fair enough. Yeah, but but yeah, they definitely have a very similar kind of. Like, although they kind of look more, and Michael will understand what I mean, but they look more like the engineers from Prometheus um, as opposed to Gore the God Butcher. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but it's still, it still evokes a lot of intimidation just by oh, giving it yeah. that sort of um, chromatic look, of, or the monochromatic look yeah, of yeah. just being in black and white. Yeah, so it's, cool. um, it's definitely, the, you know, the big bad is always the colourless ones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just you know, just looking at the trailer at face value, it does like it does look cinematically and visually appealing. I just, for me, the story is just not intriguing enough for me to get into it. So that's why, for me, I'm just yeah, I'm. Well, it's. I mean, if you don't, if you're not into political dramas, like it's kind of a political, yeah. but also spiritual, at the same time. Yeah. Sort of thing. Like it's 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 like a. Like, Star Wars was kind of... In, like, Dune inspired Star Wars for sure. Um, but Star Wars is definitely more on the fantasy sci-fi side. Yeah. As mm. opposed to Dune is definitely more 
a serious, realistic, grounded sort of sci-fi, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I can see why it might not grab you. Yeah. I, yeah. So I don't think that I'd be... I'm not really that interested in watching it, so... Yeah. Like, yeah. That's okay. You two have fun. We will. <laughs> it's all I like, will. Yeah. It's all like Game of Thrones in space. And, yeah, very much. And people yeah. doing peyote in the desert. Yes. Because spice yes. is life. The spice of life. <laughs> Hero controls the spice, controls the universe. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, all right, well, on that, Michael, what did you what did you make of the trailer for Dune Part 2? Insert it into my veins now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. It's like, yes, I want, I want it to complete. And who knows? Do more. There's more books in the canon. So... Yeah, there's heaps uh, of books I could do. Yeah, and uh, ones that, are, that do affect the um, the outcome of this particular book as well, because uh, like one of the big criticisms is is um, Paul Atreides is, is sort of like the the white savior uh, archetype, and they're going, oh, it's this, this guy who's preordained and and everything, and he's going to lead us, lead us out of this thing because he's powerful and prophecy. And then in later books, it turns out it's like, well, he's just lucky. There's, it's sort of like that. Uh, it's sort of like that thing where we talked about where where it's to do with. Uh, political stuff, but 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 as all spiritual, it's like oh, what what is what is really prophecy and what is real really uh, magical mystery, or is it or is it something clinical, as something like Paul was in the right place at the right time, and and all that stuff, and I kind of like that stuff because uh, it, it's not necessarily like set in stone. It's like this is what it's got to be, like Luke Skywalker sort of thing, sort of thing. That's why I like um, Last Jedi uh, a little bit more than most, because it, yeah. it was sort of harking into it's like oh it's something else it's something it's like you let the past die because you're bound to repeat yourself because poetry rhymes and I and I kind of like the sort of breaking away from from that but we're going back to it with Star Wars and how this one is sort of like a different a, a different lens to look through like uh, epic science fiction but it's still grounded in realism in a way mm. so yeah i can't wait i can't wait for this movie to 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 be inserted into my eyeballs hell yeah my full chest <laughs> yeah so long as it doesn't turn your eyeballs blue <laughs> my eyes are already blue <laughs> in the white bits what my white bits <laughs> <laughs> the whites of your eyes. The whites of my. There we go. You can't see my see the whites of my eyes. Anyway, I'm actually curious as to how they actually get the the blue, like whether it's actual special effects makeup, like a special yeah. lens, or if it's CG or not. Possibly CG because they are dealing with out in the desert sort of stuff so wearing contacts would be very uncomfortable yeah especially if yeah. you're getting sprayed with sand and it's sand like, a lot ah, yeah ah, that would... ah, ah fucking ah, ah. <laughs> yeah that would make a lot of sense <laughs> so that would, or yeah. or would it be like maybe i don't know if they i don't know if they do this but like there are like special eye drops maybe that might 
like have like a special sort of a coloring that isn't harmful to the eyes. I don't know if, if that's actually a thing in special effects makeup, but um, I mean, there is a possibility that they, they use that, but I feel like CG probably sounds a bit more, mm, um, yeah, more of a realistic thing that they would do. Cause then you can change like the, the brightness uh, as well as make them glow a little bit more, which mm, yeah. what they say in the book as well. It's like, it's, it's like this glow of blue that comes from your eyes cause you're ingesting the, the sand, which is the spice, which mm, is, uh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah mm. So it's not sand, it's spice. Uh, the whole planet yeah. is spice, and it's their uh, form. Watch the movie, and you'll get it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I'll just uh, read up on it somewhere in a short paragraph. Yeah, I'll watch the blurb. <laughs> yeah. What is I'll read f- the blurb. <laughs> sandworms? What is this fucking thing? What? <laughs> Riding on the sandworm? Can't wait. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So how are you going to ride your sandworm in? When? When? When are you going to ride your sandworms in? <laughs> uh, this movie. Paul Trey's going to ride a sandworm. Or attempt to. I don't know. Spoilers. Anyway. Yeah. Is he the Messiah? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jared Butler looks cool. I did not pick him. What? Uh, oh, sorry. Austin Butler. Austin Austin Butler. Yeah, yeah, yes. I was like, Tron Butler is not in this movie. What's happened? Uh, Yeah. Elvis. There you go. Elvis. Elvis Elvis in this. Elvis in this movie. Elvis is in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It would be interesting to see how Elvis he he sounds, considering this was filmed after. Maybe he'll sound Mm. like Jared Butler. There you go. There's the there's a continuation. There's the the connection, yes. Full circle. Anyway. This is Arrakis. Arrakis, yeah. (laughs) Hey Michael. Hey what? You got a question for me? Have I got a question for you? When is this coming out? Dune Part 2 will be released on the 2nd of November. If I forget, the just... longest delay of... <laughs> I'm getting him to say it from ever that I've ever heard. I was having fun. Yeah, he was having a good time. I didn't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but I'm about to spoil Fulia's good time. With this Shall next I leave trailer. the room? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because um, if you do, then these critters will get you. Because oh, no. we're about to talk about the uh, second trailer, first full trailer, I suppose, for yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, ding, 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 ding. That's the bloody... It's bad that I, I know this, but it's that's the Geelong theme song. Yes, it is. <laughs> for those, those listening and watching that follow AFL, that song in the trailer is, yes, the Geelong. I'm sure song. that song was yeah. actually before Geelong. I, yes, it was. Probably, yes. Of yes. Course, <laughs> course, of course. Yes. Anyway, uh, yes, Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, our first good look at what we're in for with this movie. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, it looks, yeah, fun. it looks creepy. Sure. <laughs> it's PG thirteen, um, so you'll be fine, Fulia. You ain't gonna get me to watch this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. As not. a gamer, you have to. I've seen the game. I do not like it. I will not like this movie. <laughs> Back to you, Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't really have a whole ton to say about it other than that 
uh, other than I, I really like Josh Hutchison. I think he's great. Um, so he's made some, yeah, he's made some really interesting choices post Hunger Games, and this is definitely under that category. So um, yeah, I'm, I'd be watching it for him. Um, I, I'm glad there's there's someone I recognize in the cast in this because I would probably be less inclined to watch it if I didn't know someone um, that I could be familiar with, I guess. But uh, but yeah, it looks cool. It looks creepy. Um, I like the vibe of it, um, and I I hope it's good. I just hope it's good. That's all I really want, you know. And it, the fact that it's a Blumhouse production as well is a good sign. Like you know, they they generally do pretty well with their horror. Um, you know, not all of them are winners, of course. That's hard, but yeah, this it'd be nice if this one was. So yeah, it looks it looks good sufficiently scary and i'm here for it Foya, do you have any quick quick thoughts before we throw over throw over to michael your face is is literally saying a thousand words right now and mm-hmm. all of them are no mm-hmm. <laughs> new new um like i said before i've seen people play this game um it's creepy as heck uh i don't like it <laughs> i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it <laughs> Uh, I will not be watching this because it's not for me. <laughs> Boo. End of story. Full stop. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I know of it. It looks it looks like a bit of fun. Uh, not to be taken seriously. Um, yeah. And you say that you only know one person in the cast, Kendall, but I'm surprised that you didn't recognize Matthew Lillard. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Forgot about him. Is that yes. he had glasses and mustache and looked old? Yes. No. Yeah. No. I recognised him, but I yeah I just forgot. Didn't go full shaggy. <laughs> yes. No. The power. No, he the power of shaggy. Um, power shaggy. Yeah. Uh, um. It won't be a big gore fest, uh, and I suppose there's some people think that's a bad thing. It's like, well, there's not really much gore in the in the in the game really it's just just freaky jump scare stuff so uh, mm. i don't mind that and i don't know i'll probably take my kids give them a good scare kids nice. are allowed kids are allowed to get scared fully are they're gonna cry it's how they build character <laughs> coming from coming from me there's already show, show them ghostbusters i mean serious <laughs> Yeah, true. I was thinking of showing them E.T. one day, but I'm not sure what year they need to watch it because mm. it starts off creepy and then, yeah, I don't know. Don't want yeah, don't, I mean, to be too young for it. I feel like I feel like if they've if you've done Ghostbusters, you probably could you probably wouldn't have to wait too much longer for E.T. because, yeah. Yeah. But well, I get I get why you're holding off, because mm. like some of the like you know stuff, like even yeah early on it's a bit it can be a bit weird or creepy or whatever. But towards the end when like you know ET's like dying and like the government you know invade their house and set up all that shit like it, to someone who doesn't conceive of what the hell's going on it could be a little distressing maybe mm. I don't know yeah and I and I watched the one with the guns. Yeah, yeah, the the way it was intended. Yeah, yeah, uh, and with the Guns with the word keys. terrorist in it. The word terrorist. Yeah, they change they yeah. changed the word terrorist to to a hippie. Oh boy, 
Ah, right. <laughs> because, you know, the, the remake came out at a certain time where it was on everyone's lips. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. So when is Freddy Fazbear going to grace us with his presence on the silver screen? Uh, well, it will actually be the week before uh, during part two. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's will be in cinemas just in time for Halloween on the 26th of October. This is Halloween. This is this Halloween. Is Halloween. 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 Go away for Halloween. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Best time of the year. Um, what, what about you, Fulia? <laughs> nice visual gag for an audio medium. For those playing at home, I was shifting away. Shifting out of frame. Yes. Think Homer sure. Simpson going into the hedges. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we got one more trailer to talk about, and that is uh, for uh, a trailer that came out a little while ago that we did miss, so we thought we'd jump, uh, circle back around to it, and that is uh, Hidden Strike. This is a movie, an action comedy, I would say, mm -hmm. um, starring Jackie Chan and John Cena. Um, Jackie Chan, once again, paired with a comedic foil, um, and it just seems to be a great combination. Um I don't know if I'll watch this though, just because I'm not sure it's if it's my type of movie. But I would not be opposed to sitting down and being forced to watch uh, all the the funny scenes of Jackie and and John just together doing whatever they're doing, and all the comedy. Just that's the movie. I'll have that as like a edit. The comedy, strictly comedy edit. I'll take that because I like I said on last week's show I recently dived back into Peacemaker and um, yeah and John Cena is just hysterical so and it looks like he's going to be quite entertaining in this one as well um, uh, yeah I really liked the gag with the grenade I thought that was funny and then at the beginning of the trailer with the seatbelt like he can't get the seatbelt <laughs> down and then Jackie Chan is just like slowly slowly like yeah was, and in very, the hole and in the hole um yeah that was very very funny i liked that a lot um so yeah i i, I kind of yeah i just i'm here for john cena doing comedy i think he's he's so funny his comedic timing he's also, is great he's also playing a more serious character but even though he's giving like the comedy aspects yeah like it's not fully zany comedy no right comedy that he's the doing stuff that here. he usually does this is like a bit more of a he's a, he's supposed to be a serious yeah you know, ex special uh, forces you know soldier sort of a, yeah <laughs> and he's trying to take things seriously but then shit goes and Sideways. hits the fan and you know <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's but that's that's about it about mm. this trailer other than that like it just the whole thing looks like it was shot in a in a bargain buy volume like <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it feels like it was just all green screen. It was all, you know, all green, green screen. The whole film looks like it was shot in a room with green screen. And also, um, Jackie Chan looks very, very young. He's well. I mean, he's Asian, so he's he, no. he ages well. No, no, he does. That like that's got nothing to do with it. He just. I feel like they may have used. You think they've, do you think they've altered his face I, a little? Maybe a little bit. 
Oh, okay. I feel like. I have no idea what he looks like now, so I can't speak to that. Mm. Maybe, maybe a bit of a Botox. Maybe Botox. Maybe. And a bit of a I don't think color he of the hair. With that, no. I, I feel like they would have fixed him up in CG in some way. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm, like, a, like, I'm sure they do a lot of that um, these days. Not age him. What's the opposite? DH. 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 Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> De-aging. Yes. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, or it's just a lot of makeup and it looks good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, do, he does look great, though. Do I look age. young? Do I look young? Um, yeah. But, I mean, that didn't actually bother me because I feel like that's not... I don't think this is one of those movies that needs to look super convincing or no. genuine. It doesn't look like one of those movies. I think it's it's kind of <clears> the aesthetic they were going for and it's fine. Mm. It doesn't bother me. It just looks like it was... Yeah, cheaply done. I don't know. But apart from that, <laughs> apart from that, it's fine. It looks like it's probably a fun movie and I think there are a lot of people that will enjoy it. Enjoy mm. it, but I don't think I don't think I'm going to watch it. Um we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Fulia, what did you reckon? Uh I feel like this is one of those, you know, leave your brain at the door type popcorn action comedy movie. Um, that I will most likely enjoy. Uh, I love watching Jackie Chan in his action comedy films like Rush Hour. Yeah, Rush Hour um, is great. And, and, you know, the... Um, oh, what's the one with Owen Wilson? I keep forgetting. Um, High Noon? Yes. Shanghai. Shanghai Noon. Noon and Shanghai Night. Yeah. They were awesome. Um, and they're always a lot of fun. And I bet by the end into the credits, you'll get all the the, you know, the bloopers as well. In hopefully yeah. they do that with this movie. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because I'd like to see that sort of stuff. Hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, it's always the fun part. Um, yeah, like I don't like the story. Like didn't really hit me in any shape, way, or form. No. But just just the just the fact that you know it's you know it's John Cena, it's Jackie Chan. You put them together and just let them do their thing, and it's gonna be a lot of fun, and it's gonna be hilarious. And there's always so many different, like, so many different gags that hit really well. And, um, and it's just going to be, you know, very action-packed. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I'll probably just watch it just for the, just to watch those two just interact with each other. Because this is the first time I've yeah. seen those two together. That's what together. I mean. yeah. Uh, so, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to watching this. This is I'm not usually the type to go out of my way to watch movies that look like this. Um, Annoyingly into- cheap. <laughs> well, there's that, yeah. but also very heavy on the action as well. But the fact that there's a lot of comedy involved, I'll definitely watch it if there's comedy. So yeah, yeah, yeah that that helps. Yeah, yeah. Nice, um, Michael. What did you make of Hidden Strike? Annoyingly cheap. Um, <laughs> uh, I suppose you're you're just watching it for the the main cast, and it mm. definitely has this sort of chuckles. Uh, but yeah, I, it looks like a video game uh, and a yeah. very good one. Um, <laughs> and the story story of it is basically Mad Max, but they don't look like it's post apocalyptic like no thing. It because they all look like they just bought their clothes from Aussie disposals. <laughs> It's a, yeah, it's a weird. It's weird. I'm not sure if I want to watch it, and I'm not sure where you can watch it. But Kendall will so, tell us. 
or Fulia? I was going to say, um, if you want to know what this movie is actually about, I'll just read the quick little blurb that IMDb has. Sure. It's two ex-Special Force soldiers that right. must escort a group of civilians along Baghdad's highway of death to the safety of the green zone. Okay. But then there's something about an oil war or something. As yeah. Well. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I didn't see any civilians in this trailer. So um, <laughs> I thought... I thought this wasn't in, like, our reality, but now you're saying this is post-Iraq war bullshit? Ah, oh, fucking hell. Has this <laughs> script been in the blacklist for over ten years? Who knows? Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> mm. um, and you know what's funny, too? I, I forgot to mention the fact that the trailer boasts the fact that this is the same guy that directed Need for Speed and The Expendables 4, which hasn't even come out yet. Um, and that looks that, terrible too. Yeah. It just just kind of like, you really going to use that as a marketing <laughs> point? What just, the fuck anyway. is going on? Or maybe they're just trying to warn people, this person wrote this and directed this. This person directed this. Stay away. Or just so you know. Just so you're aware. Just so you know. The reason why yeah. it looks... Tacky as the way fuck. It looks is because of that. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look, I'm I'm just gonna watch it anyway. Who cares? <laughs> All right, take one for the team. For yeah, you. do it. Go I ahead. Do it for do go, it for John go, Cena go ahead. Go ahead. I'm no. I will. Just for you, Mike. <laughs> oh, bad taste. Anyway. Bad taste in my mouth now. <laughs> so when is this abomination coming out, Kendall? Well. Well, uh, no, no Australian release said that I could see, but Good. it looks like it will be av- it'll be available for watching in the US uh, on the twenty eighth of July. So end of the month. End of the month. Uh, okay. Yes. All right. Let's move on. It's time to roll on out of the trailer park uh, and uh, have a a quick stop for a quickie review. Quickie review. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Quickie review time. So uh, Mike and I uh, both had the chance to see the brand new movie that came out this week, uh, of course, which was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And this is where I check out. This is where Fulia <laughs> checks out because she hasn't seen it. Uh, and for Fulia's sake and for the audience. Um, we will not be giving any spoilers. It's just going to be vague descriptions of things. Um, so my thoughts overall. Um, yeah, look, I think, uh, (laughs) this is not the movie that I thought I should have gotten. Um, you know, based on the, you know, the first trailer that dropped and, um, you know, uh, just how it kind of really got the hype train going, um, for this movie. And it was just, I was, I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to, it's going to be emotional. I'm going to, I didn't really get emotional. Like I, there was a, towards the ending, I will say there was something that happens that I just think is really special and really nice. Um, and then the movie doesn't end the way I thought it would. And I, it's fine. Um, but, but it was, it was good. Like it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. It's probably just a bit too long um, hmm. for my liking. Uh, the pacing wasn't the best. Uh, so it did kind of feel the, the two the two and a half hours was definitely felt. Um, but, you know, 
it was good. It was good. Like, I just, just wasn't, yeah, just, you can't, you cannot recapture the original three films. Like, you can't. You just can't, you know, and that's, and that's fine. Um, it's not offensive in the way that Crystal Skull was offensive to a lot of people, I don't think. Um, I need to rewatch that movie, I think, in order to kind of get a better feel for where this movie sits in terms of the ranking, because there are a lot of reviewers that have said Dial of Destiny is worse than Crystal Skull. Um, I disagree on, with that. Uh, yeah, based on what I remember of Crystal Skull, because I think I've only seen it twice, I feel like this is definitely a better movie. Um, but, but yeah, it's not perfect, and um, it's, yeah... For a final, for a final time with with Harrison Ford in the role, it's 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 fine. Like it's just fine. Um, but I do find it interesting that uh, for some reason, uh, and you know we're about to talk about this, but the um, you know two minutes we get of Nick Nick Fury de-aged in Secret Invasion this week was better than the entire twenty minutes opening sequence of of Harrison Ford de-aged. Mm. Um, especially because, you know, people criticized Captain Marvel for its de-aging with, I thought it was fine, but people were like, oh, you can tell it's, uh, you know, it's Sam Jackson's older and he looks younger and he runs like an old man. You thought that was bad. <laughs> this is, this is not. Mm. Oh, no. Well, it's like. It's not as, can- in- it's not as egregious as um, uh, Robert, uh, oh, shit. Uh, not Al, not Al Pacino, fucking uh, Robert De Niro. Oh, Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro in, in, in the Irish in man. Irishman. It's not, no, it's not to that level. It's supposed to be a twenty-year-old guy, but he's still he's still moving like a <laughs> like an eighty-year-old. Yeah, but you can tell you can tell that it's it's Harrison Ford. Like it's you know at the time he was in his late seventies, he's now mm. in his early eighties, but um, you can tell it's late seventies Harrison Ford running around wow okay with a young face yeah um and it, and that's fine like i can appreciate what they're trying to do May- um it's it's not gonna age well no i, I will say it's gonna age fucking terribly because it already looks kind of shitty um when the when his face is still when he's stationary and not moving too much it looks great it looks spot mm. on but as soon as he starts talking because then that's the other thing. Is similar to the Irishman. He sounds like Harrison Ford oh, trying yeah, okay. to do a younger voice. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was trying you... really. <laughs> well, he probably wasn't trying. I think I'm. Be- I might be being generous there, but um, but these are kind of nitpicks that I'm having with the movie, just because it's like, well, I'm criti- I'm trying to critique it a little bit, I guess. But yeah, so it's not going to age well in terms of the visual effects, but um, but it's the story is good and um. Oh, my only other thing I will say is that I was hoping Maz Mikkelsen would have been a better villain in this, and I don't know if it's his fault or if it's the writing, even though I just praised the story. Um, I just felt like his villain wasn't what I was hoping for. Yeah, it wasn't really um, utilised that, that much. No, I didn't think he was. Um, yeah. Yeah, they've done... Indiana Jones has had some of the best, you know some great cinematic villains um, yeah. over the over the years. Well, we don't talk about, you know, we love Kate Blanchett, but we don't talk about that. Oh, I, was um, thinking, I was thinking um, uh, your your second fa- favourite um, indie film. Uh, Last Temple, Crusade. No, nah, Temple of Doom. Uh, oh, Temple of Doom. Who was the villain in that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Kalima. Um, <laughs> no, that was I the god. Remember. I know. I can't remember his name. Mo- Molaram. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Molaram. He was just over the top. He was. Yeah. He was having a good time. <laughs> we can't blame him for having a good time. Anyway, um, but yeah, like Phoebe Waller Bridge was great. I enjoyed her. Um, and yeah, Harrison Ford was, was, was good in the role again. And, and yeah, like it's, it's fine. It's yeah, it's just fine. Like I, I'm glad for seeing it and I don't have, yeah. I don't have any, it hasn't left a bad taste in my mouth and, um, or made me feel, you know, offended in any way. <laughs> um, I just, and yeah, and you can tell it's not Spielberg directing it as well, which is interesting. Not that it matters, but yeah, I don't know. I expected James Mangold to do for someone who has made, some incredible films like Logan and uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Um, I was expecting him to do a little bit more um, with Indy, but uh, but that's okay. It's it's fine. Yeah. Take that as you will. I know some people that know me might listen to this review and think that I absolutely hated the movie because generally my I'm more like Kevin Smith when I review movies. <laughs> I I love I just, everything. I love everything. I get made fun of for the fact that I apparently love everything, which is totally not true. Um, but this doesn't, just because I said it's fine doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's fine. It yeah. is legit fine. Um, that's how I feel. Michael, hey. what about what about you? How, did, how does Dial of Destiny sit with you? Well, as the mark of the po- podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was fun as well because I just went into it saying I'm just... just I'm here to be entertained, and I was entertained. Uh, I wasn't expecting like like a deep emotional like like anything under the surface. I, I just wanted like surface surface level sort of entertainment, and that's what I sort of got. I mean, yeah, with the de aging of Harrison Ford, it was jarring because we know he's an older man, and we're and, he, and we're watching. Um, we're watching a guy that looks like Harrison Ford in The Fugitive, sort of thing. So it's mm. 90s. It's sort of like a look of 90s Harrison Ford. And yeah. there are certain looks that you were, you're expecting him to do if he's a younger younger person. Like I was expecting him to do his, his cheeky grin, you know, the, so, and showing teeth. Yeah. But he wasn't showing teeth, so he sort of had still had the old man face, but with de-aged technology over him so mm. I, I could sort of get, get away with that but the sort of story that they were doing and the um the the, the mystery that they do um i actually quite like it was actually sort of solid uh, all the way through and i did sort of call what it was about <laughs> you did yes being called the the dial of destiny and mm. and uh, if you don't like the crystal skull and how that sort of introduced science fiction into Indiana Jones, you're not going to like this movie uh, at all. Um, but I didn't mind it. I was uh, I was trying to... F- uh, I, I do like... I can't say it because it's a spoiler. I do like the concept of this particular thing, but I wasn't sure how they were going to do it because we've seen movies that... They've tackled this thing over and over, and we weren't sure. I was like, "Oh, they're going to do that." So it's it's like preordained destiny, where everything everything is there for a reason, and and it keeps mm. on flowing. And having said that, I I think you and I sort of had the same sort of um, uh, thing at the end of how it was going to end, but they ended completely differently. 
Yeah. I yeah. thought they were going to, you know... Leave it. Leave it like that. Yeah. But this is my cynical hat <laughs> going yeah. on. The, that they changed it uh, mm. for, like, reshoots and that. Because... I'm thinking this is probably not going to be the end of Indiana Jones. I don't think. Mm. They definitely li- they definitely leave it open for something. And with the sort of umming and ahhing, if they were going to do like a semi-Indiana uh, Jones uh, TV series with uh, Phoebe uh, Waller Bridge. Laura Bridge and how that was cancelled out of the blue because uh, it didn't really last long... Maybe they're doing something with Harrison Ford. Maybe la- later on. Um, it's a good hat to. F- it's a good thing to finish on. Like put your hat up, but yeah, they do do something at the end. Yeah, that they said. Oh no, <laughs> not just now. <laughs> not just now. Not just yeah. now. Use the come on. They're still. They're still the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen in the seventies? Um, yeah, but overall, it was it was it, it's better than the Crystal Skull. Uh, but I do have a soft spot for uh, Temple of Doom, so I don't. Th- I think it's on par with Temple of Doom. Uh, yeah, how it's just an enjoyable, I fun guess. fun ride, and uh, but with different characters coming in, and also some recurring characters that we haven't seen in ages coming back and it's kind of, and it's kind of fitting that he that uh john reese davies only returns in an odd number of indiana jones stuff yeah that's true <laughs> so that's very true so there you go give him hell indiana jones so overall <laughs> i enjoyed it and yeah uh yeah yeah i just enjoy it it was acceptable <laughs> <laughs> for an Indiana Jones story. <laughs> yes, acceptable is a good a good way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. didn't blow my socks off because well, yeah. Tell you the truth, no, no Indiana Jones movie has blown my socks off. I just enjoyed it for being like a an adventure serial, harking back to those specific um, serials. Yeah, of just some fun, just fun pulp culture stuff yeah mm-hmm. and not to be taken too seriously because otherwise you just go just go nuts like th- there's insane things in it like falling f- from a plane in, in a life raft getting blown up <laughs> by an atomic bomb in a lead lead uh, based paint uh fridge yeah, fridge yeah but there hasn't there wasn't really much in this one that was like out of out of the ordinary <laughs> I think it definitely had like elements that they definitely tacked on of previous Indiana Jones stuff, which I quite like. Like mm-hmm. there was like your creepy crawlies. There's, there's, yeah. there's the, um, there's there's the uh, going uh, underground or going in, uh, going in a different thing, you know, and and Bonderis is in this as well, which is. A, which is cool. yeah, I forgot that he was. He was I forgot too, and I thought, yeah. oh yeah, you are in this. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no spoilers. Sure. Anyway. No spoilers. It was appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it was acceptable. Yeah. Yes, acceptable. Yeah, acceptable is a good word. Yeah. 
Alrighty, well, the, that's our uh, quickie review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Cool, I can zone back in. You can zone back in for you. Yeah, what did you, <laughs> you say? What, what? <laughs> I, I was too uh, busy watching Dune. Yeah. yeah. Don't you raise that. <laughs> raise that eyebrow at me. <laughs> no eyebrows raising. Um, yes, well, that now means, of course, it's time for, for the moment. Oh, shit. The segment. Mm. The section. What? No time for love, Dr. Jones? The the part. The place, ah. the spot, the thing in the show we like to call. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> Popcorn culture. She's back, ladies yes. and gentlemen. She's back. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's popcorn culture time. Yes, um, which means we are here to discuss our thoughts on episode two of Secret Invasion. Mm. Promises. Mm. Yes. Promises, promises. Promises, promises. Um, yeah, cool. Overall thoughts on this one. I like this episode more than last week's. I think that's a great sign. Last week was our, you know, laying the groundwork, mm-hmm. laying the foundations for our story. Uh and uh, this one continues it very well, I think. Um, we get, you know, a little backstory on Gravik, um, you know, a little more about what Fury was supposed to be, you know, be doing, like him and Carol, in terms of finding the, the Skrulls a new home and how that's all gone. And, um, yeah, and just the fallout of the, the you know, bombing and how... The world is responding to that. Um, and yeah, and some ideas for what the scrolls are actually up to. Um, and I think I have an idea now of where the story's headed. And I'm sure Mike is probably going to be on the same wavelength as me when we get to it. Um, but yeah, but it was, yeah, it was great. I like, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about scenes as we get there, but I just want to say that the, I've really enjoyed the um the two scenes in this episode I enjoyed and that was the um Fury and Taylor scene in the, on the train and then the Fury and Rhodey scene in the bar mm. um dialogue scenes ex- dialogue scenes in this were spot on excellent like just great really gripping really well written super well performed of course by some very talented actors and um I absolutely loved them but we'll get into those as we go along yeah, it was great. It was a great episode. I I really enjoyed the you know the deeper into this world, this part of the MCU that we're in now, um, and how it's kind of got me concerned for you know Fury in general. Like, how is he going to go about this mm. with the limited amount of people he can trust and rely on? Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Fulia, what did you make overall? Uh, oh, this this episode overall, um, it was. Um, I don't know how to feel about this show. It's it's gotten like after watching last week's episode, and especially the timing of it all, in with with real life things. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yep. I'm 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 a little conflicted on how I feel about this show just overall because it just feels maybe a bit too political for my liking. Um, yeah, a bit too claustrophobic. Yeah. And 
I just, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm in two minds about it. Like it, like the story is really interesting, but at the same time, it's just a lot of, you know, just political (laughs) BS that I am not a fan of. Um, that, and this is the reason why I don't really watch the news much is because of all of that political BS yeah. and, and now it's yeah. being brought into the stuff that I enjoy watching. Geopolitical um, sort of espionage and that. Yeah. And, but the, I suppose the one thing that's keeping me wanting to watch it is the, the fact that it's, it's aliens that have invaded the earth that I take that are trying to take over and it's I'm I'm just wondering how it's all going to pan out and where it's all going to lead to the point where it's Fury Nick Fury wants help but he's not going to get it unfortunately um from what I got from this episode specifically yeah uh and and I feel like Nick Fury is just from the time that he's been away, you can tell that he has changed. Mm. He is not what he used to be. No. Um, and I, I don't know. I kind of find it hard to watch him not be what he used to be. And I suppose, yeah. and I suppose it also comes down to the fact that he like, Samuel L. Jackson has aged as well, so it's only, there's only so much that he can do specifically in terms of action. But, uh, like, just the character himself, Fury's just... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence about him now. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know how to feel. Well, that's kind of how I felt last week as well. Like yeah. I said the same thing to Mike, which was, you know, it's not the Fury we used to see. Yeah. And he's the, the blip changed him, and they bring it up again. This week, you know, Taylor mentions again, like, you were not, you know, you were not the same. You barely set foot on Earth at all. Yeah. In the time that you've been back. Like, yeah. It is It is quite jarring to see this shift in the character. So, I don't know, maybe as, you know, as time goes on and the more episodes we watch, maybe it something will happen that'll change him. But, I don't know, I'm just... Overall, the, the episode itself just... Being that it's so politically heavy, I'm there. Mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, how, it's, just mm. yeah, it's not everyone's bread and butter. No. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, what about you? How how did this episode overall kind of work for you? Yeah, I enjoy it. <laughs> so um, polar opposites, but yeah, it's an itch that I actually quite like that it it does touch on some realism but it's dealing with uh, uh alien invasion and and yeah and with the fury side of it uh it definitely feels like that um uh Samuel Jackson definitely did have a hand in where this character is going cuz yeah we we only see fury as the man with the plan he knows what what he he knows everything and he's like that sort of um support that we had uh, and and it and definitely after because every time i watch this ep, uh, these episodes it always says why don't you you've you've seen uh invasion why don't you see see uh uh, uh um 
not Homecoming, the other one. Far From Home. Far From Home. The one that we fi- find out that Nick Fury is not Nick Fury and mm. he didn't really have all the answers and he was like two steps back from what was really happening. It's like, oh, that's different. And then we found out it was Talos. And mm. and and that opened the doors like, what? Where? And the huge discourse of saying, was Nick Fury... Nick Fury all this time and that's yeah. and that's what we're sort of uh, dealing with uh, especially in this TV show of who has been a scroll all this time like it's definitely something that crossed my mind watching this because especially that scene with Rhodey and Fury yeah I was sitting there thinking is that really Nick though is that is really it? Rhodey oh, though? Is, is that really, really Rhodey? Rhodey? That's, yeah, that's as, what a lot of people are this, guessing. This 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 show has now made me distrust everyone, all and of I, the characters. That's totally the intention. <laughs> yes. As well. Yeah. Don't trust your and eyes. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Reds under the bed. <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing, and it's yeah. I don't know. It's kind of fitting that it's uh, Ru- it's Russia versus um, America again. Uh, things like the only never time die. that you, the yeah. only time that I believe that Nick Fury is Nick Fury, or maybe he isn't, is when it's those when it's Talos and him in the train. Yeah, that's it. I, I think it, I think all throughout this se- season it is going to be um, Fury like up against, uh, and unless we do see him without like a beard and it's like ah oh, I've cleaned up for the third and final act, it's like no, nah, it's not going to be you. I think it's mm. going to be Talos. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, and I do, I do like the fact that I don't know myself, and it's mm. it, it's just you're watching it. It's like what's going to happen at the end because, unfortunately, yeah, we do see that Nick Fury is in the Marvels, and he's a very different character in that. And how's that going to play? Yeah, especially given the you know the outcome of the conversation with him and Rhodey, like Rhodey fires him. Mm. So d- how exactly does he get back up to the Sabre space station? Um, you know, like what, so what are, what are the events of this going to be? Um, yeah. That will get him from A to B in terms of what, what's going on with him now to versus that movie. Or that's, or that's a prequel. We don't. Or it's yeah. Or it's set before, but yeah, that doesn't happen very often. No. Generally. Well, Generally, it's chronological. Mm. Yeah, but Captain not Captain America, the, uh, Captain Captain America Marvel. and Captain Marvel were both. Yeah, obviously. Pre- go back. Cool. Go back a time. They go back a little bit. Yes. Um. Yeah. Overall, no, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, especially those two scenes. Uh, that, that's yeah. that's what that's what I'm here for. It's like, yeah, action's cool, but I, I'm I'm here for for the character uh, characters like pitting up against each other including who do we trust we don't know yeah can't trust anyone don't trust anyone can't even trust your wife <laughs> nah and that's another question as well does he know we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> we will get to that yes um yeah well speaking of people you know you obviously cannot trust um I wanted to talk about Gravik to start us off um, cause we, you know, this episode starts with a flashback, um, where, you know, we find out that as a young scroll, he, uh, 
came to Earth and, uh, you know, w- met Nick Fury, met Talos and um, was was there when Nick, prom- Nick and Talos promised that, um, you know, they would find the scrolls a home somewhere in the galaxy and then uh, that in the meantime, you know, they have to, I guess, work for S.H.I.E.L.D. So I'm guessing a lot of scrolls, they became S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Mm. Um, I, that's, that's, I think that's what they're kind of indicating here. Um, and yeah, and we see, you know, I, I kind of like how they cut from Fury making the promise and then Gravik taking that in as a kid and then you cut immediately to the aftermath of the bombing and you see Gravik walking through the crowd and it's like, oh shit, this is what happens when, you know, someone doesn't fulfill the promise that they, you know, said that they would. It's been um, 30 years, Fury. 30 years, yeah. Um, yeah, so I really liked how they approached that. Um, and then, you know, the... Like, he's he's a very interesting character. I'm... I'm I, I want I want a little bit more, but mm. I did like what we got of him in this episode versus last week. You know, mm. that scene at the start, then you get the you know the scene of him becoming the new general in the council, which was just bad news all around. Um, and then you know the scenes later with um, him basically ordering the execution of one of his you know comrades because they betrayed information and. It's just was very awful. And then uh, he's clearly very sus of Gaia. Like, she's she's doing a very good job of playing both sides, I suppose, or being on our side, on the good guy side, still staying, like, close to the action. But, he, know. Know, but he knows. He knows she's, yeah, I think. I don't, I don't know about Gaia. Like, you know, she's, you're, not, I, you're not convinced? Mm, I'm not convinced yet. Like, even... Even the way that she's giving her facial expressions to uh, to what's happening when she's with Gravik, it's like at the end of the first episode, I was just like, "What just happened? Like, are you are you on the side of your family or are you on the side of Gravik? Like, I'm I'm I'm, st- I'm still not sure about her. Mm. Yeah, and even after this particular episode, like you, even though you can tell. She doesn't like what's happening. The fact that she's also digging into what he's up to. Um, I still feel like, I don't know, that she hasn't fully gone to the good side, we'll say. (laughs) The human human side. Mm. Humans versus aliens. I mean, I get get what you're saying, but I kind of feel like... um, I feel like she's good, but I feel like... She is definitely maybe still in that danger zone of she could flip back mm. to them, but yeah. But I, I kind of like that she's our eyes and ears inside New Scrollers and seeing what they're actually up to. Yeah. Um, as well. Um, yeah, I think that's good. But yeah, um, I'm glad that yeah we got to spend some more time with Gravik and flesh him out a bit more and his. I guess, you know, a good, clear idea of what his motivations are, you know. Um, but it's it sucks that he's this kind of radicalised character that's just, you know, wants... He wants something so bad that he'll do anything to get it and he doesn't care how many people have to die mm. uh, or who gets the blame. And that's for, a duality as well. Like, he's doing, yeah. it, he's doing it for his people. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, it's like... It's pretty much like the... 
villains that Marvel have been doing well, like the sort of warmonger sort of thing, where mm-hmm. where you're doing it for what is essentially a good thing, but for for at what cost? The complete annihilation of a of a different species, which is us. So we're kind of biased. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like the. I feel like this show is also touching on a very sensitive topic of the fact that we are pretty much at war with each other all the time. Mm. And so we're getting to a point of the inevitable inevitable of destroying our own planet. And Not it. to mention our race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what um, Fury has touched on. Mm. Yeah, like I really loved yeah that point he made to Talos in the car about like you really think uh, another species living on this planet is going to go well like mm. when we can't even deal with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Like the biggest joke is um, racism and, and general misogyny will end on this planet as soon as aliens like get in first, first contact because now we have a different enemy. Because mm. human race sucks, really. Yeah, yeah, we're not great. <laughs> Historically, not good. Yeah, we're a parasite. We're we a parasite. Are a parasite. And yeah. uh, and the uh, and and planet Earth is uh, sort of uh, cooking the parasite. So, because we've been fucking up, and mm. yeah, we have been fucking up a lot. That yeah. is how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> that is how the world works. Yeah, great reference. Genocide um, the natives, so you, you got, say to, it got first. to it first. <laughs> That's how it works. Yes, it anyway. works. Boy, he doesn't get Bo Burnham references. <laughs> um, anyway, Gravik was great. Did any any of you guys have anything else you wanted to touch on with him, Folia? Do you have anything? He is just a v- non-remorseful hateful person mm. or alien i should mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. just very intimidating mm. type of leader and yeah i'm very confused about him yeah yeah yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to know what happened like what happened for him to turn this way like i like i understand I understand the fact that Nick Fury didn't fulfill the promise that he made mm. during the time mm-hmm. that he, like, back then, and then just... But how did all of that develop? I think it was so in that feel- five years of Fury not being there. Yeah. And, and then realising... Really fucked everything. And then realising, well, there's no real... There's no real empty space in the universe, which is... Mm. trying to find your own place and your own little section in the universe and and you've been looking for 30 years and it's like well we're perfectly okay here why don't we just stay here and yeah and let's just let's just pit the 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 human race against each other and let them wipe themselves out Mm. yeah like it's very his plan is very clever. Yeah. Um, in that sense. But yeah. Um Sounds familiar though. <laughs> yeah. History. Zemo. Don't History. you know the world was built on blood and genocide, <laughs> genocide. and exploitation? <laughs> exploitation. 
Yes. Um, but this is Marvel. Yeah. Happy, cheery, yay. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but then, you know, uh, I think I might have talked on about it last week about how um, uh, I didn't think this show was going to do a secret invasion storyline proper, but this episode has kind of changed that because okay. now we found out that uh, clearly they are kind of going to do that mm. because they've said now that uh, Talos put out the call to the million scrolls that uh, you know had survived the war to come and live on Earth. So I cannot a, believe there's there's that a million many. there's a million scrolls living on Earth, and uh, you know they could be anyone. And then we see just who makes up this council, and it's made of you know all of these notable Man. people, including the British Prime Minister. Um, so that sequence was really and the head of NATO. And the head of NATO. Yeah. So there is. Yeah, it's kind of fucked. Um, and now Gravik is their boss. Also, Shooter McGavin for the win. Just. As a right wing shock jock. Yeah, good, right? <laughs> it was very good. That's why Happy was- Madison is in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing himself. He's playing himself, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so clearly they are going down that route, um, which is interesting, which kind of, you know, peop- I don't want it to be true, but, like, it makes me think, you know, people might be right about Rhodey potentially being a scroll, Or, like, there might be actually some people that we know and love that are, have been scrolls. Um And then the fact that Rhodey said that he knew, uh, he's known about scrolls for 15 years. Um, at this point, mm. so that was interesting. Yeah, as well. since Iron yeah. Man two. Since Iron Man two, basically, yeah, he's known. He's known. He had a secret meeting. He had a change change of face. Change of face. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's actually very funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe we could just start talking about Rhodey in this episode, then I guess. We well, got to see a bit more of him, actually. We did. We did. I liked it. I really loved that little scene we got of him in front of this sort of World Security Council-esque thing. Jury type of thing. Yeah, this hearing yeah. with all of these big wigs uh, and where he's you know there to defend the United States, defend Fury, because, yeah, that... Excuse me, just because Fury was there, that means he's responsible for the bombing? I Allegedly. Allegedly. It's a bit <laughs> stupid. I didn't really like that angle, but I get what they're trying to mm. do. I did love uh, seeing Rhodey threaten to carpet bomb Slovakia, just because <laughs> the Slovakian representative kept glaring at him and making yeah. faces. I thought that was hysterical. Um, I love love me some sassy Rhodey. Mm. Sassy Rhodey is best Rhodey. But, yeah, especially you know, especially threatening, uh, you know, war crime. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> casually. Just go. Threatening. Yeah, it's America. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's on brand. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, and then, yeah, like I said earlier, that scene with him and Fury mm. was outstanding and a diff- definitely a different side to Rhodey than we've seen before. Like, you know him talking about uh, you know he, him coming from a more political perspective I suppose which is the position he's been forced into because he's essentially 
the president's right hand man, I guess, at the moment, um, which is really interesting. But like having that opposing, it's sort it sort of made me think of civil war a little bit, like the two of them trying to be on the same side, but having these two different perspectives on the same thing and, and mm. what might be right versus what might be wrong. And, and I, yeah, it was just made for a really, really great scene. And I liked the little hint at the Avengers and that we got to, they're like, you know, why don't we just call our friends? And then Fury is just like, yeah. And so the scrolls can, you know, take on their appearance and frame them for terrorist acts, which is what happens in the comics. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then Rhodey just kind of loses it. It's like, no, 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 you've been played. You're fired. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, that was crazy. That was absolutely crazy. What did you think of, of Rhodey in this episode? For oh, man, he just, he seemed very, like, you you could see how annoyed he was with Fury. And the fact that, you know, he had to also defend him uh, during the during the um, the hearing. Where he's like, look, unless you've got proof to say that he was actually there, I can't take this at, you know, I can't take this at face value and say, and say anything. I can't apologize or anything like that. You have to give me proof. Yeah. Um, he, is dumb. he is doing it in doublespeak. Where yeah. He's yeah. like, allegedly he was there because you have no proof of he, he was there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, just, just that, that conversation between him and Nick just really, you could you could see it was just... There was a, there was so much tension between them, mm. um, and I was like I don't know just like I said at the beginning of this early segment I don't know if Rhodey's Rhodey mm. <laughs> or if Nick's Nick you know yeah it's, it's it's so hard for me to believe who they really are, um, and especially after the fact that Rhodey's like well we I can't help you even with the power that I have, um, you know, the, his Nick's trying to reach out to him as someone of the same race as him. Yeah. And he's like, I, you know, I helped you get to a point where you can be, uh, have some form of power. Now I need you to help me. But then Rhodey's like, look, even though you helped me get to this point, I still can't help you the way you want me to help you. Uh, and which is, you know, like I get it, but it's also very frustrating to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's supposed to be taking his side, but at the same time, he's having this. You know, I think he's just. I think Rhodey's just getting to a point where he's got people above him telling him what to do. So he like they, there's nothing. His hands are tied essentially. So yeah. it's not like he's able to do it like straight away he there's there's things that are holding him back from doing it so mm-hmm. but at the same time he's also frustrated with nick because he decided i'm assuming it's got something to do with the fact that he decided to walk away from it all or you know beam himself up well yeah i mean yeah it's definitely there's some um animosity brought mm. on by by that the way like the same thing with talos like the way that fury's acted post, yeah post the blip and then all of a sudden he comes back and he's asking for help, you know. Yeah. Um. So I I get that, and, but and there was and the tension like is just freaking you can cut it with a bloody knife. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's just for like 
I've this show has made me distrust everyone. <laughs> so I I don't know who to believe. <laughs> All right, McCarthy, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael, what about what about you? Where are you feeling with the whole roadie thing? It can go either way. Uh, and also I'm also thinking like outside of the T V show because Armor Wars is being made mm. as well, so mm-hmm. If he is a scroll, how, how do you explain that? Or because we see that um, the scrolls have been using like people in uh, in vats, like little areas, is uh, how long has Rhodey been in one of those cryo, cryo chamber thi- things? Maybe mm. in Armor Wars, we get to see Rhodey like re relearning stuff. Like I've heard that sort of, sort of theory as well. Well, if he is a scroll in this, and there's a lot of uh, evidence pointing towards if he was, um, does that mean we're going to see a completely different Rhodey in in Armor Wars? Yeah, he's going to learn that his his best mate Tony is dead, and, and all this stuff. It's like wow, that will be a very interesting TV show if they're doing that. Mm. Otherwise, it's just Rhodey just going around the world. And it's like, no, that's that Stark Enterprise. It's give it back. No, that's yours. Yeah, give it back. It's mine. It's mine now. It's in. It's in the property of the of the American government, <laughs> and I'm the American government. Check out my check out my suit. I'm gonna carpet bomb man. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just love that everyone's starting to guess. It's ever since yeah. Ross in the f- opening scene of the first episode is like, all cards, all bets are off. All bets are off. <laughs> all bets are they off. Really are. Who is? Mm-hmm. E- even last week we were talking about is 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 Hall dead or not? <laughs> we don't know. It, Maria Hill. Yeah. yeah, Maria Hill. Hall. Maria Hill. It's like she was really great. It's like is she really dead or is she furthering the plot? But it seems like, yeah, she's she's gone. Mm. She is a casualty of this um, invasion, this war, this yeah. this undercover war, and no one no one knows <laughs> except for Fury and a couple of others. Otherwise, humans are, are oblivious. Yeah, it's amazing that they are. I like yeah. this show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. It's, it, it's heading me. it's heading towards a direction that I quite like, and also, if they're going to absolutely, <laughs> uh, I really hope they don't botch the ending. I really hope they don't either. Um, Just set cause... something up to go. Oh my god, really? Yeah, yeah. Is that going to be it? And then, <laughs> and we know this information uh, within all the other stuff that we're going to watch, and it's like, oh my god. We're watching this on a completely different level now. Oh my god! It's like, um, yes. Well, um, on that, I'm. I I, I would like to talk about um, Olivia Coleman's character. <laughs> um, I adore her. I think she's fantastic. Um, she's too chirpy to be an MI6 agent. She, she's that. She, that's why it's so. That's why it's so good. <laughs> she's like. Umbridge, but not as evil. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, she is um, British. <laughs> she is British. 
Um, the only thing about her character I'm worried about is that we still don't really see... I don't really see the point why she's there. Mm. She, apart from just being awesome. I think. She's and a the scroll. Fact that it's, it's Olivia Coleman. I mean, be, maybe she's a scroll. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she's a scroll. That's Everyone. very possible. Um, but, yeah, I'm curious to see where they're going with her character and what the point of her is. Mm. Um, uh, but I did, I did really in, enjoy the scene we got of her you know, coming, walking into this butcher and just, you know, asserting herself pretty quickly um, and confidently and very cheerily. Um, And, you know, getting to see someone's finger clipped off, which was uh, unexpected. (laughs) I had a very delayed reaction to that. Was not expecting it. Well, yeah, we weren't expecting them to, like, show it actually happen, which was intense. Um, But that's fine. Um, But I really like that scene and the, the way she interacted with the, the, the scroll she was interrogating and 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 all of that and like asking where's the where's the you know exit out of, where's the secret hatch out of this place and the guy's like why oh, just a hunch <laughs> like yeah she knows shit's gonna she go knows. down yeah she knows she's not stupid and she also, um, she also gets the guys to go out so can, yeah. cannon fodder <laughs> yeah we'll give her exactly. time she's very smart um, smart very, cookie very smart very smart cookie. But yeah, I just want to know where we're going with her character and why, mm. what's the reason she's here? Because like last week made more sense in terms of, you know, her being, a, you know, this another sort of presence for Fury to worry about. But now it's, this episode is showing her um, kind of in the story, but also separate from it mm. in a way. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on on there, but I I I'm just enjoying. She's fun. Like she's a good character. She's fun. What did, what did you make? Anything else to say, Fulia? I honestly don't know what to say about her. She's a <laughs> she's an interesting character. That's all I'll say. Uh, I yeah. I'm not sure why she's you know she was there as well. Like how did she know that he was captured? But then again, no, she knows because obviously the MI6 people were the ones that actually took him away in the first place. Um, so, yeah, no, I am just as curious as you as to why she was a, she was there in the first place as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just as perplexed. Mm. But she's an interesting character. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting... Indeed. Mm. Um, yeah, Michael, what are your thoughts on Sonia? Um, yeah, she she is the character that sort of is part of this war to say, well, because we got the scrolls and they want to eradicate the human race, now, and now we've got a human that wants to eradicate all the scrolls because, you know, they're, they're illegal aliens and they're here illegally, and it's kind mm. of fitting that she's British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, colonialism. Fuck. And and having her sort of still pop up every now and again, it's like, oh, she's still here. She's still on the t- tail of um uh, of uh, Skrillex and uh, and all the other guys. Um, and she would be a good obstacle at the end. It was like, well, now we've <laughs> we've settled the humans and the scrolls, and all of a sudden she pops up with a gun and just shoots one of them. And and then all hell breaks loose. It's it's that sort of dynamic. I'm I'm expecting sort of mm. that uh, she's not going to get the memo. It's like no, 
this is this is this is what I've been dreaming of. <laughs> I wanna I wanna kill him. I wanna kill him all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Cut off her uh, fingers. Mm. She can do more. So she can. So she is a character that's just like, well, her heart's in the right place, but her Charlie's aren't. She's she's crazy. She's a crazy woman. <laughs> it's crazy lady. <laughs> crazy lady. She's a, she's a crazy lady. Um, yeah. Speaking of crazy, um, I you know. I think I have an idea of what the show's building up to. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, because we had this glimpse of Gaia snooping around uh, in this episode and f- discovering that, um, you know, certain scrolls are working on some kind of experiments um, and they have DNA on file from some notable... Uh, characters and things that we've you know encountered in the past of the MCU so you know we saw Groot mentioned we saw Cull Obsidian mentioned Extremis you know so there's uh, yeah there's some things happening and um, I I watched a I watched a video that recapped it and um, talked about it and, and showed a, a still from an image in the trailer that I'd forgotten completely about and it's Gravik basically sort of having some kind of augmented Groot-like power. Like he stretches his Stretchy arm out. Hey. And it looks like Root's, the way Groot does no. his thing. So I, yeah, I think, and I'm, Mike, I'm pretty sure you're, like I said earlier, you're on the same page with me here. I think they're going to be building towards sort of a Super Scroll story. And where Gravik is going to make himself... Uh, he's trying to make himself into a super-powered scroll, so he can in- ensure that he will win the day, I guess. Hmm. Well, um, well, or he's probably going yeah. Norman Osborn sort of style. It's like, oh yeah, well, no one else is going to... This is like the back end of it. It's like, oh, we're, we're, we're going to live in harmony with the humans. It's like, no! No! I'm, I'm going to do the experiments on myself, because I'm... Cause, I'm kind of a scientist myself, and then he, and then he, and then he turns into the super squirrel where he's got all the stretchy arms and and, and all that. Cause, yeah, yeah. So that's what that list was on the screen. Yeah, yeah so, so they have spoilers yeah. alert for a future episode. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's definitely okay. what's happening. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I, that's where the story I think is yeah is yeah. going. Okay, with because, the scrolls. Yeah, because scrolls can like make make them look like other people. But they don't. But they can't do the superpower thing. Yes. Until now. Until now. And it, uh, and it was spoiled, of course, in in the fucking trailer. Yeah, they <laughs> fucked up on that one, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, because like last week we were like, "Where's this going? What is it building towards?" And now this week we're like, "Oh, now we know exactly where it's going." Yeah. Well, so that's a bit shit. And but element. hey, it's fine. Yeah. It's the journey, not the destination. <laughs> yes. Yes. We already know. Um, we already know what the final boss is. Yes, we do. Um, and that's where I'm concerned about the show sticking the landing, just based on past experience with, like... Well, I suppose knowing that it's only going to be six episodes, maybe they're just stretching it out to that point and ha. then... Stretching it. Ha. Uh, maybe uh, being that next, the next episode we're going to watch make, makes it halfway 
that's where it's going to start ramping up. And that's where we're going to start oh, yeah. seeing that The end of, of episode three is has is generally is the turning point yeah. for a lot of these shows, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably when we'll start to get into the nitty-gritty mm. a bit mm. and the, the third act of it all, I guess. Yeah. And I guess being that it's only going... This this particular show is only lasting six, six episodes means that it's... It's not going to outstay its welcome, which means it's just going to give us the information we need within yeah. those six episodes, and then that's it. You're done. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. Um, like, yeah. But I'm 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 excited to see how it's going to play out. Like how mm, they're gonna. Yeah. How how they're gonna go about you know doing the super scroll thing, and it looks like something might happen to Gaia too because there's a shot of her in a tra- in the trailer as well, like standing in the middle of that uh, light. Being yeah. thing, yeah. So, yeah, maybe we'll get a super Gaia. Mm. God knows? damn it! God damn it! God mm. damn it! Did you any any either of you have any thoughts on any of that other than what we just sort of discussed? Not really. Not really, Michael. Uh, a little history of the Super Scroll. Yeah, if you want to go into it, it's more of a Fantastic Four thing. Yeah, because originally it was it was all the powers of the Fantastic Four, but of course um, we don't know about the Fantastic Four. Um, so it wouldn't really make sense. So they have to use something similar. So you got, so you got the strength of the thing. Uh, you got stretchy arms of uh, Mister Fantastic. Uh, invisibility. I'm not sure about if they're going to do that. Um, and also uh, the Human Torch as well. So it's set fire. But I think it's going to be ice. Maybe I don't know. Okay. I don't know, I don't know. So it's going, uh, but we do know stretchy stretch. We do know. We do know stretchy stretch. That's the yeah. Yeah. That so. is that is very true. I uh, yeah, I would hate to see him have some kind of form of extremist though. That could be very dangerous. So. Uh, remind me again. I'm, I'm extremist. A, I'm N three. I'm a bad. Oh yeah, exploding. That that's exploding. the that's the Combustible. human. That's like the human torch. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I completely yeah, yeah. forgot Guy Pierce. Well, it's kind of yeah, that's that's fair. It's kind of funny that like the four things that we saw there kind of could be the Fantastic Four equivalent of what we've got because like you would have yeah, yeah. Groot, Groot, Groot with the ability to stretch like Mister Fantastic, Cull Obsidian is your thin thing like element. You know, he's the brute strength. Yeah, metal, got- metal, metal like armor skin. Yeah, and mm. then you have, yeah, the extremists with the heat, and then, um, you know... Uh, so does Sue Storm have any... Like, I know she has invisibility. Does she have any cold-like things <sighs> in her powers? I can't remember. She does, doesn't she? I can't remember. I can't remember. But yeah, because then the, the last thing was, like, some kind of frost beast thing from um, Jotunheim. Yeah, yeah, fire and ice. And, so, and it's, it's kind of yeah. cool that... Um, Clark is going to get that fire, uh, that fire and ice, because Game of Thrones and shit. Yeah, and she'll Game lay and, and she'll commit genocide with it with a dragon. Yeah, again, again, out of nowhere, out of absolutely nowhere. Because her character just went, oh, she forgot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been four years, and I'm still still angry bitter, about it. still bitter, still still bitter. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on with this episode before we wrap up? I can't really think of anything else. 
Um, apart from the ending, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. The very final scene is probably the last thing we could talk about before we we finish. Mm. Yeah. Um, Nick Nick Fury has a wife. Nick Fury is married. Um, and uh, married, she, married to a scroll. She's a scroll, and we don't know if he knows or not. <laughs> <laughs> More questions. More questions. Um, but yeah, I like that. I like that they've given him like you know. A life outside of Shield, outside yeah. of the espionage, and pretending to be dead and living on a space station. She must be pissed. I did. I did see one. I even though I haven't seen this movie, but I did see one meme that was like him walking in and going, "Where's my super suit?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I thought, I thought that was. I get the reference, even oh though I haven't gosh. seen Incredibles. You haven't seen Incredibles. But I know that reference, so I thought that yeah. was very funny. But yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm very curious. Mm, Thoughts for you? Me too. I'm just like, so we get a shot of her as the scroll, and then all of a sudden she's his wife, and I'm like, but he 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 seems so nonchalant about it, and I'm like, does he actually know? Has she actually has she been invaded, and he has no clue? Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like she plays it off so well as well. The mm-hmm. fact that you know you know are are we forgetting something? <laughs> What are we forgetting? Oh yeah, the wedding ring. Hold on. <laughs> Good man. One moment. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a video on, online and someone actually put um, a scary Terry scene in that. Out there, not in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, in here nice. we are married. Out there, mm. question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he falls around. Not not our no, fury. No. No. I can't imagine that. No. Yeah. No. Getting some of that, giving some of that scroll. I wonder if he knows. Like I just, I, when I first watch it, first reading, I was like, I didn't even think of that possibility. Mm. But then watching it with Foley, I was like, oh damn, maybe he doesn't know, because we see it and then she transforms back. So it's <laughs> like, mm. yeah, why? Why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you, what do you think, uh, Mike? Me? Uh, well. <laughs> I think because we're so skeptical, like throughout the <laughs> entire show, I think we're thinking of the worst. Yeah, maybe, yeah, that's true. Maybe because maybe he knows because he's been living with scroll, scrolls for thirty years. It's no doubt he, he's probably um, met a met a nice scroll lady, and maybe because he hasn't been back for a while, she just. Decided, well, you're human. Here, here's something that you might like. There you go. But mm. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> it will be a weird I conversation. Like I, I don't know. My gut says. My gut says he doesn't know. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking. <sighs> I don't know what to think. <laughs> That's what this show is doing for me. <laughs> I I used to can. Comp- like predict shit really good, but now I'm questioning everything. <laughs> wow, we even got Michael on his toes. It's mm, crazy. I, I know it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like it's this. Weird. That's why I like this show because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Like we have. Yeah, we know what's going to happen to a degree anyway. Yeah. Well, well yeah. no elements, but we don't know the outcome. Yes, yes, this is true. Or even um, if it's questions that we need to be answered. Or even if it is a question. 
Mm. That is the question. That is, in fact, the question. Yes. Um, and I'm sure we'll have more when we talk about episode three next week. Yeah. Yes. Halfway yes, through. Yes. Well, yes. we're one third of the way through. One third of the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, I think that might do it for us. Yeah, I reckon. Pretty much. I think, I think that's it. We've said all we need to say about Secret Invasion Episode 2 Promises. Yes. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, that. I certainly did. It was and fun. just for uh, everybody else, uh, I will be here f- for the next few weeks Yay! as my hockey is on a bit of a break. Oh. Um, because of school holidays and then, yeah. And then obviously, you know, late night, um, games and stuff that'll be happening after the fact. So this month you'll actually have me. So I am here for the month of July. <laughs> Tis wonderful news. Yes. yes. Wonderful, wonderful news. Great. Tax um, time. <laughs> tax time, baby. <laughs> Folia is the physical embodiment of a tax return. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or a <laughs> The highest order of insults, and I apologize if it is. Um, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. That is it from us. We're done. We're out of yep. here. Yeah. Time to go home and go to bed. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, Time to crawl ready? into bed. Hmm. Crawl into bed. And, and that, that was a podcast called Fred. Fred. Yes, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Freddy Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Freddy Alien Productions. And if you're watching us back right now, make sure to like the video, subscribe to our channel, hit the bell icon to be notified of future content. And if you're watching us live over on Twitch, please make sure to follow us twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. Yeah! Do it. I've been Kendall Richardson. I've been the Fulia Kantaramaju. And I've been the Super Scroll, Michael Lister. <laughs> and, and you, you just, just experienced experience a, a podcast called Fred. Fulia's back edition. Nice. Guess who's back? Back again. Back again. <laughs> Remember to eat beef. Remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and. Can you imagine if your wife was a scroll? <laughs> it's like cheating, but not. <laughs> imagine yeah. the different forms. Oh, Remember to look after yourself and your mental good. health. Yeah, latest gators. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And, and, and see. see.